that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. This week, brought to you by Harry's, Pro Flowers, and Sherry's Berries. Three wonderful sponsors for one wonderful podcast. I just want to say welcome is a pretty strong word. jam-packed podcast. I'd like to say that Blaine looks like a div sat in the middle. Looks so awkward here. That's a div. Okay, like a fool. There you go. I agree with you. I'm... A divider? Div child. I don't know. <laughs> I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Blaine. I'm Barbara. I'm Bernie. We've only been doing this like 350, 360 <laughs> what are, what are we times. Up I'm to? Gus. No, I'm the div. Uh, this is 354? 361? You were seven behind? Fuck! One of the animators, one of the animators for uh, RTAA, like, asked me for clarification about a story that I was telling, and it said, apparently it was a story, not to spoil anything, it was a story about a dog. And he goes, "Can you describe the Can you describe the dog and the dog story you told?" I'm like, "Dude, what? What? Give me more information than the dog story." So the it's dog a, story. Yeah, I, I bet I know what it is. I have no idea what this RTA is, Go ahead. but I could probably guess. Zazu. Nope. No. No. Damn. No. See, that's it. I mean, dog story. Give me what was it? Break. Are you allowed to say? No, well, I don't want to spoil that. This is an upcoming RTA. Do you think it's interesting that they apparently type out the credits every week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, apparently, apparently, you, apparently I got, you think it's interesting. I got tweeted to me today that my name's spelt wrong in the RTAA, which Game. is funny. It's Game pretty free. funny. But surely it's just like An drag and drop at this point. Yeah, like, <laughs> so do they type them in? It's not a font, right? I think it was just like... It must be. I think it was just Jordan. Yeah, I thought he just scribbled it. So is he, he wrote it every week? Did, yeah, did he misspell it at when he wrote it out? Yeah, today, this week it was gain. Gain free. <laughs> gain so, free. And it must be, though, that must be typing to leave out a v you don't leave out a <laughs> yeah, letter writing writing i think he's doing it just to mess with you uh, it didn't make sense Game jordan free? would do that i think jordan would is that kind of guy who would do that jordan i went to pax this weekend you did you went to pax south yeah how was pax south only it was two good. people left uh it was really good yeah i got to be in a booth with them all wait what'd you say <laughs> we were the only yeah we were the the c team you were the only choices c you're giving yourself some credit you there think, <laughs> you think you're on the c team john reisinger also went down Jeez. yeah he was really screaming on the bottom of the reisinger Huh? When, when John Reisinger went on the panel, was he on the panel at PacSouth? Oh, uh, we we told him to crash it. He went up to the like we were. So just... he wasn't on the panel. No, there's literally nobody left in the company, and he still couldn't get on that panel. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I felt really bad, but I, I don't know. Like so he was in the, he was in the Q, the Q and A. It was funny. He wasn't officially sent on behalf of Rooster. That's not making it better. He couldn't even get sent down to San Antonio <laughs> when nobody else was here. Everyone's got sent all the way around hey, the world. Talk John, to Bethany. Someone okay, sent, someone showed me a picture of him like. Half naked with his knob out. Bring it on. Or like what? with his knob showing. Yeah, like it took an underwear photo, but you could see like his dick outline. Oh, really? Pull that up. I want to see you the, mean the one on okay. his Twitter. Who sent you that? So nobody, I thought someone showed it to me. Was it Tony? I'm just somebody now. I don't even have a phone. Meg's business got labeled as somebody. It was Tony. Yeah, I was wondering where I so saw it. Hey, how are you getting, how are you getting rice news. in your dick pics? No, I mean, it's, it's an Instagram photo. Of, I think it's like a Bella, but Bella strategically. Oh, okay. Here we go. I saw oh. it. I didn't see his dick. Maybe it's when I, he had peanut butter on his I dick. Wasn't yeah, way to go. Crotch, right? <laughs> so Meg is describing this as his dog Bella is strategically placed to draw attention to his genitals. He was lying down. <laughs> He's like, oh my god! Look, look, look at this knob hanging out. Well, you can't see it. No, oh. dude, you can see that dick poking Put out. Apple TV that stuff. Can you no, pull you it can't. up? No, we shouldn't. Well, here's that. here's it's the it's on Instagram. Yeah, two thousand seven hundred ninety-two likes. Instagram has like they'll take down photos with nudity, right? So yeah. it does not violate the see an terms of condition. We should get the knob outline. I'm Pull gonna, it up. Pull it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna to report this. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, let, 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 let's show it first. Report. What's his Instagram account? I don't I think like he this has photo. that much pull with his Instagram. <laughs> well, you can, anybody can report, option. Gavin. You don't need to know somebody on the inside. 
I had, a, I had an intervention. Do you think one person reporting it's going to take it down? I just listen. I don't want him to give other people the idea to report, and then oh. a bunch of people report, and then John loses a photo. Don't report it. I did not report it. Don't do don't that. Don't do it. I like how one of the options is, I don't like this photo. <laughs> I don't like it. You know, before we get I would too far report away from a lot of stuff on Instagram if I had Your that. misspelled name. There's something I want to mention, because it really breaks my heart. And that is that I've gotten some tweets from people saying that their name was misspelled or not put in the credits of Laser Team, yeah. and they were a backer. And I've had to go through and say, like, the people who, who whose name is misspelled, it's actually somebody else's name, and not everyone realizes or remembers, probably, that there was a specific tier to get your name in the credits. Otherwise, we'd have, like, 35,000 yeah. names yeah. in the credits. Exactly right. There were, it was already a really long already, list. It was, it was, was amazing it? to see all those names scroll by. Well, we did a lot of studying. At least 1,000. What's that? There was at least 1,000 It was 2,000. Right? Was it 2,000 names yeah. in there? There was like a million. I love the dude who paid three hundred bucks to put Mark Nutt's name in the credits. It got shared in every screen I went to. Yeah, people people went crazy for that. And uh, yeah, but the uh, when we studied Kickstarter campaigns, I want to say it was specifically the Veronica Mars one. They were trying to break the record for the most amount of people to back the project. So they just were like, "If you give us a buck, you'll count as a backer, and then you go in the credits." Why did they want that? I, it's, it's publicity. You know, a lot, a lot of times with these crowdfunding campaigns, one of the big benefits is that there's a lot of reportable press information. And if they have the most backed Kickstarter, you know, ever. It's a cool record. Then that's a record that, like, you know, people are interested in the Veronica Mars movie. So okay. I understand why they did it. But uh, they also structured their Kickstarter all wrong. Like, they started off by, instead of shipping DVDs, was the top perk, which makes sense because that's the movie. The first thing they did was ship a T-shirt, mm. which is like... Then it's shipping and sizing and all that other stuff that's really hard. And some people are just like, I just want the movie. I don't, I don't want all that other stuff. You know yeah, I mean? dealing with shirts and apparel is difficult because you have to sizing. Yeah. I mean, you have to get all these different sizes. Like we dealt with that like with uh, when you went down to Pack South, mm. I found out that we sent 14 shirts to the booth. But at six sizes of shirt, that's 84 different individual types of shirt that you have. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. You mean you saw we sent 14 mm-hmm. designs. Right. But you have to have eight sizes per design? Six. Six, uh, sizes. six for most, eight for some. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So in the Veronica Mars movie, like, what do the actual end credits look like? Because, like, you it's know. Just, well, first of all, it's super fast, I think. If oh, I recall okay. correctly, I saw it, like, two years ago when I was designing the campaign for Laser Team. But it's, like, super fast. And it lasts, still lasts forever. So it's yeah. just, like, you would have to pause to find your name anyway. So it's, like, okay, name in the credits. That's going to take up a lot of time in the theater or whatever, however this ends up being shown. So we'll set it at a certain level for people who are really interested in that. But just over time, people forgot about that. And then when it says the Indiegogo backers section of our credits, people who you know, contributed at any level start looking for their name and can't find it. Or they see somebody else's name similar to theirs and think we misspelled it. But that's not the case. Mm. You know? Or if it is the case, we're going to make it up to those people if somehow that happened. It's, with as many names as we had, it certainly is possible. We'll but type we were, out their name on a piece of paper and send that to them. We were pretty careful. <laughs> we, we got it. I, um, I mentioned to you earlier that my dad almost got arrested at a screening of Laser Team. Yeah, what? what, Wait, what? Matt Holmes, your dad? <laughs> oh, yeah, what happened there? I guess we, we can talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, so my dad texted me today, and I, I ended up calling him because like, what the hell happened? They went over the weekend, I think, in some place in Plano, and uh, so basically they're you know sitting through the credits, and at the end of the movie, the manager comes up, and they're like, um, sir, we need you to come with us. It's like, uh, okay. So he, they took him to like, the manager's office, and I think there was like, a cop there or something, <laughs> and they're like, um, we've had several reports that you were trying to pirate the movie, and you had your phone out, and you were pirating the movie. And he was like, he really? Was like, he was like, no, no, really? He was like, my son like, was second unit director, and he was in the movie. I was just trying to take pictures of his name in the titles, and they're like, 
Mm, I, I don't think your son was in it. And they're like, no, 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 really. And like, he like pulled up his phone and like he, he had like my name, like Blaine Gibson, oh Soldier God. 2 or whatever. So, and then they're like, they didn't believe him. And then yeah. they, they let him go, but they didn't apologize. They're just like, mm, mm-hmm. Or was your dad trying to steal a movie? He was steal the movie. He was proud of me. I'm actually, that's the first time I've ever heard of that happening. I'm actually kind of makes me a little relieved that somebody's watching out for that, yeah. you know? Well, in, in big movie theaters, they usually have people watching in every screening for that kind of stuff. Do they? I yeah, guess I've just never heard about anyone getting movies. busted for that. Like, yeah. uh, like, And how slow of a night is it for the cop where he's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And he like, there <laughs> yeah. comes and shows up. Like, nothing, nothing else going on. Going on. Like, get that mid-50s guy sitting right there. Well, this is in Dallas, right? Do you yeah. know that that, that person, I, I, when I've ever I've been to like advanced screenings for something, like press screenings, they will sometimes have, depending on the movie, like if it's like an, a Spider-Man or Avengers or something like that, they'll have someone down in the front with an infrared set of yep. like binoculars what? looking at everybody in the, in the, in the audience. We were going to have that for the Star Wars prank on Blaine. To, you know, because oh, yeah. obviously we we you know they would want to keep a a Star Wars advanced screening you know free of cameras, but that just it didn't seem and no one else knew what I was talking about when I said that. So I know, it just I've, seemed like I've seen that. I've yeah. also I've also seen uh, once where they tell you to leave your phone in the car, mm-hmm. and then they have like a guy with a metal detector wand when you wow, walk that's in intense. to yeah. make sure that you don't have we any did that. recording device. We did all that to blame. Yeah, you guys hired a fake security guard, <laughs> and he took my phone away from me. We hired people to go stand <laughs> okay. outside the theater. <laughs> Did you feel naked all of a sudden? Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I did. So, so the guy, you didn't have... Sorry, go ahead. The guy that we based that prank on, the guy who got the inside line for Blaine to go to this, that our actor was faking like it was that person, that guy then called me two weeks after this thing and said, hey, we would like you to come out to the White House for this meeting with influencers. <laughs> That's who... Same dude. And I was no, like... It, no, It wasn't the actor. It was the actual dude. Because this is, I, I, oh, okay. I faked, like, I hired the actor to play this guy because I was like, hey, you know my friend X, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I, I actually, I changed the guy's name for the video, but the actual guy that that whole thing is based on, that's the guy who called me and invited me to the White House. So I'm walking around for a week not saying anything about this. Like, you guys didn't know. I had no idea. Because yeah. I was like, and I was, I was absolutely convinced that there was a, someone was pulling a fast one. I mean, they sent me an invitation that you have to go to the White House website to their domain. Whitehouse.com, right? No. <laughs> and then you have, to, you have to register and do a background check and everything like that. And it was like, I still was like, this is bullshit. They, they're somehow, this is, this is revenge. You, you cornered me and I remember you were really serious and you're like, let's be real for a second. <laughs> you're not planning on any pranks or anything. And I was like, no. Look, I know I totally on? fucked you over like two weeks ago, but let's be, let's be, let's be straight up. But it's <laughs> funny because anytime you were talking about it and I was like, oh man, the White House, that's, that's great. And you're like, stop it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like, felt like house, like fun house. <laughs> the White House. White House. Oh, man, that, that would have been, that's a good one. You got to sit on that revenge prank for a bit, though, Blaine. Oh, we we'll we'll I've, I've, got, I've got a couple of ideas. So when they took. No, fuck off. So how long were you, when uh, you went to the Star Wars screening mm-hmm. and they told you to leave your phone in the car? No, no, no. They, they came, I came up and the security guard uh, asked for my phone. And I think they, they, in the emails, they might have asked to leave him in the car or something like that. But they, they took him and put him in a little black bag. Yeah, we even How? we even played the card of like the reason why you're being invited is because you're a social media influencer, which was <laughs> literally what they away. said to me to go to the White House. So the, I think the worst part about the Star Wars prank is that we and I, I really was second guessing this the entire time is that we had them ask Blaine to make tweets about it and like because <laughs> that's a, we all have experienced that whenever we get like a, some kind of deal or like we're we're hosting something. They always, for whatever reason, go, oh, we need you to tweet about it five times. And we have to go through, Gavin, you've dealt with this with some of that stuff. We have to explain to them, if I tweet about this five times, it, I guarantee everyone will hate your thing. 
Yeah. They will absolutely hate it because I don't. We don't tweet five times about anything, unless it's Laser Team, and then we do it twenty thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, that's what? still playing in theaters. It's still yeah. playing in theaters. Laser Go watch Team Laser Team. Go watch Laser Team in theaters. Gorgeous. Yeah, I try and only tweet once about anything. Yeah, ever. that's enough. Right, once is enough. And then they say, well, do you have an Instagram account? You're like, yeah, I do. It's got 40,000 followers. And it's just your fucking knee. That's it. I think it was 60,000. It's, it's probably the, one of the best post-to-follower ratios on Instagram. It's really good. Probably it's the best. Well, some people probably have no posts and still have way more than that. This but. is true. Like Ryan Reynolds or someone. Yeah. And then it, then it just throws off all the math. Because, yeah. I, yeah. I made kind of a snarky... But we made Blaine tweet about going to it and how excited he was. Yeah. Because that's something that we knew that they would ask. It's right. a genuine thing. But it's that funny. Was, that I felt genuinely bad about when that. When he was filming... Because then, then he got everybody else involved. It was terrible. Sorry. When he was filming those videos, Aaron lives in the same apartment <laughs> complex as him. <gasps> and Aaron was in on the prank and I wasn't. I had no idea what was going on. I thought Blaine was legitimately seeing Star Wars the next day. And, so he didn't uh, tell you? No. Why? Because he probably thought I would spoil it, which is true. Um, and so Blaine's doing this thing and he's like, I gotta get this. So he like takes his phone and films and I'm like, why are you so like, why do you have to film Blaine doing his videos? And he's just like, oh, just, you'll see. It's going to be great. And he was so excited about it. And I was like, what's going I was, on? I was making that video. Adam was on the ground level and I was like doing this whole bit I'm where it's like, Chris was Scrooge or whatever. And Aaron's like, Blaine, Blaine, say the line again. Say it looking at the camera. And I'm like, I'm going to Star Wars. And then like, Aaron's like, uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> and it didn't, like it, all these things hit me as soon like, as it he happened. Seems oddly excited for Blaine. So we actually, we pranked Aaron. Inappropriately excited. Uh, Aaron's brother, Lynn and I actually, and I can't find the pictures. I can't get a hold of the person that has them. We'll post them later in the link up. But uh, we put Trump 2016 po- uh, stickers <laughs> all over Aaron's Miata <laughs> while you guys were in Fiji and a bunch of other shit, too. And then we felt so bad that we ended up taking them off. We wasted, like... Why did you take them off? Because we, we were thought that they were going to damage the car. We didn't want to damage you. I don't, I don't think you can damage a Miata. Yeah, it's already, it's <laughs> no, already think, bad. How much does it cost to spray the back of a car with new paint? Probably not very much. Probably no, as much as... It's a really small car, You guys all different places. It's probably, like, one spray and it's done, that car. You know what I saw? <laughs> Driving... To work today, I saw gas for a dollar thirty a gallon. That's the lowest I've seen. You have to buy a car wash for that price. Yeah, oh, that is true. You do have to get a car wash. I, as well. Otherwise, yeah. it's a buck fifty. Is that place right over it's there? Like Which, really as as, as the price of gas drops, the car wash becomes more and more expensive. Like it becomes then like half of your fill up. Can your car yeah, go what's... through a car wash? Can my car? Yes, my car can, can go through the car wash. Like What's really stupid? No, I have to park my car inside during when it rains. What's really stupid <laughs> to me is watching. You know, as the price of oil fluctuates. Thank God Joel's not here. Hope we don't. Sum, I think if you say price of oil three times, he'll show up. Um, You've already said it twice. But so. as the price of oil, oh, oh. <laughs> as it continues to fall, watching Tesla stock also fall. Yeah, it's like so short-sighted and dumb. But here's a really cool thing about it: Why? is that because people say, "Oh, well, gas is getting cheap now, so people don't need electric cars." But that is speculation on the part of people who are investing in the company. That doesn't actually indicate that there's anything off about Tesla's sales. Right. They just think, oh, gas is a dollar cheaper. Everyone's going to decide not to buy this expensive car that's electric, which is not the case. But does anyone buy a Tesla? With this, with this downturn, there's actually been no decrease in the adoption of alternative right. methods of energy, I think which is a great sign. who currently buy a Tesla don't give a fuck how much gas costs. I usually yeah, exactly. I usually say I prided myself cost. on not knowing how much gas cost and or what the weather was. And like you're just, always the one who brings it up. On I just every didn't care, and now <laughs> I care about the weather, and I care. I'm getting older. I care. Well, about the, the thing price I always thought about gas is like I need it regardless. Like I need right. to be able to go places, and right. the price is going to fluctuate, and it's going to impact me a bit. But ultimately, I just need to get where I'm going. Does it, does a Tesla actually save in the environment in any way? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I know I know I know what he's asking because well, you're just moving. 
Yes, it does. You're moving it down. Like you're, that you're still burning fuel somewhere there, to charge the thing. I think that there is a lack of efficiency at the construction or fabrication level of the batteries. Right. That's probably the <coughs> most damaging part of the, the Tesla itself. But in terms of like fuel everyday use, that what's going on? Gavin got something on his face? You have something on your face? I'm not going to punch you. Is it a hat? Gus oh. is gently removing something nice. from Gavin's face. Nice. That was nice. That was tender. Yeah. That was nice. You're very gentle. Why don't you touch me like that? <laughs> so I the energy that it takes that. To, to move a Tesla down the street is that it comes from a power plant somewhere, which is fucking burning coal or something like that, yeah. or natural gas and things. But power plants are way more efficient at providing energy than, an, the than, than a, a car. car's engine is. A okay. car, like these rolling little generator combustion engines. I that's still think, though, until, they, until they're charged by the sun... When they're parked, they're not. And that's one of the other. It. Agreed. Th- that's one of the other initiatives that Elon Musk is backing is that Solar City pro, uh, company. That, that's what they do. They install. Yeah, nobody ever talks about houses. that side of his career. It's like they talk about Tesla, they talk about SpaceX, they never talk about Solar City. Mm-hmm. Even though, and it's really weird. Does it seem weird to you that Tesla makes the power wall, which are the storage units? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big problem with, with solar. What, are, what is Solar it's City? It's getting boring. Uh, it's a big solar panel. You put on plants. Basically, oh. yeah. It's like for. Getting consumer level solar energy. What, Take if, one. what if you live in London? It's like never sunny there. Well, that's the pro- That's the big problem is that most probably have a silly accent. Alternative <laughs> methods <laughs> of energy creation are like they're dependent on certain situations like sun or wind or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they can't store the energy. Whereas like you know the power plants are mostly like just you turn on some on, on demand. Basically, you're pulling from the, the grid. And mm-hmm. it's like, they, so the big solution they have to have is storage of energy in order for these things to really take off. And I think that's what the, the Tesla battery tries to solve is <coughs> it pulls energy, if I recall properly, it pulls energy when there's lower demand and energy costs less. So like it may charge itself at night. You can set when you want your thing to charge. Right. Like I can plug it in at 8 p.m., but it won't start charging until 2 a.m. Why? You can just set it that way because if, if you live in a place where electricity is cheaper at 2 a.m., Oh, like off-peak and stuff. There you go. Off-peak. Yeah, like in Austin, you can, if you have a Nest thermostat, you can enroll in a program where Austin Energy will control your thermostat, basically, and they give you a rebate, and they give you money if during peak hours they, you use it less. Do you, you do that? Would you do no. that? Anybody do that? Would you do it? <laughs> no, no, I don't do it. Is that a thing, it. though? The, at, the, the times that you burn energy is different costs? Yeah, there's peak hours. News to me. It is unstated. Temperature is the number one stress factor in a relationship. Like, just who controls the thermostat, and it's like one degree hotter, one degree cooler. Mm. I, that is probably one of the long-term things that I, makes Do you like it cold and Ashley likes it warm? I do. I like it colder. I, I am fascinated by Esther's ability to tell small fluctuations in temperature. <laughs> See, here we go. By like one degree Fahrenheit. By one degree. Like, we'll be I'm sitting the there, and she's like, it's really hot in here. Like, well, no, the air conditioner would kick on at 76. What temperature is it now? Um... 77. <laughs> like, how did you feel that? How did you know it was one degree, one degree over? It's impressive, isn't it? Okay, or the same, same thing going the other direction. If it's cool, it's like, oh, it's is cold. Is it like here. the same as being like pitch perfect? Like you play a note on a piano and she could name it, but for, for temperature? Like, yeah, could she be. walk into a room that's 73 and be like, 73 in here? Nicolette, yeah. <laughs> what do you keep your cats. temperature at? 76? Uh, in the summer, yeah, 76. Yeah, what, what do you guys young. keep your temperatures at? In the summer or in the winter? Summer. Summer, I keep it at usually 73 or 74. Damn, baller. You're 76? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm like 70. I feel like an asshole, man. Yeah, 70. I'm a yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like a, 71. I'm a fucking tightwad. 71, 72. I do not want to spend money on my air conditioner. And you're right. This is a level of stress. Esther is constantly pushing to have it cooler. And I'm like, no. You guys are flipped. No. Sometimes I don't even use the air conditioning in the summer. No, no because 76 is weird, like right? you bend over and get sweaty. 
No, 76 is great. <laughs> what? How did, what? You know how sometimes, sometimes you're on the verge of being too hot, but and you're fine you if you're over? just like sitting or walking around. But as soon as you like bend over or like lift something once, you're like, all right, it's too hot in it. This is bullshit. We're from the UK. You know, Sydney was like that, by the way. Sydney was fucking humid. Yeah. I don't remember that city being that humid. Well, it did is, you ever it go is the, right on the ocean. Did you go well, in so the is Melbourne, before? and Melbourne's not that, that humid. That's true. You we know? went in the San winter. Francisco's on the water, and it's not humid. Asshole. I felt wet going oh, outside. You. Out of here. I love to sleep. What's that? I felt wet when I walked outside. Hey. And hey. not for the usual reasons. Not for the usual yeah, ones. Yeah, like actually physically wet. I can't believe after that podcast, when you talked about getting wet at the drop of a hat, your dad that was a podcast post show. By your, the way. Oh, it's podcast post show. Your dad was at the next fucking podcast. Yeah, Barbara, you're awesome. You have no, you have no fear. I love it. What does he say to that though? He doesn't say anything, and that's he the just pretends it. it didn't happen again yeah. and again. All he says is keep bringing it up. All he says is great podcast. That's where your <laughs> well, listen, parents Gavin, and I How many different. times? I mean, like you talk about me kicking you when you were in the bathroom and your knob touching the <laughs> urinal and all that stuff. Do you ever? Th- I mean, do you ever worry about your mom? Like what she thinks about that or? No? Yeah. Are you talking about anuses like almost every single podcast? I had, I had <laughs> anuses are funny. an irrational fear <laughs> the entire time we were in Australia that for our chicks Australia. Anytime I went to the men's room and there was a trough, I had an irrational fear that you've been following me all day <laughs> and preparing to kick me in the back and knock my dick into the trough. I genuinely, listen, I really felt bad about that. I really felt bad about it. I was constantly I wouldn't do that again. I wouldn't do shoulder. that again. But I thought it was really funny at the time. Wait, when did this happen that you actually did that? Wait, it was in Australia. Yeah. Oh. We were in the bathroom, and I went into a stall, and Gavin went to the trough. <laughs> and then I came out. I was done before Gavin, and he was just there, both hands, you know, at work. And he's being, and I just walked up behind him and kicked him in the lower back, like pushed him forward. And he just, he was either could hit his head. Yeah, or- what's happening is, is that I was leant down, like, you know, <laughs> looking, and uh, my head was going to hit. Like the wall, yeah. so I leant back and then my penis. So then hit. your other head. <laughs> so if you, you you've never had to use a trough, Barbara. So there is a there is an L, uh, there's something well, I want to describe. Okay. that's baffling to me about the trough. Can so you ma- explain what it looks? That's like first? exactly where I'm going to start. Okay. So it's imagine stepping up to a wall, and that wall is metal in front of you. Yeah. Okay. And there's metal on the floor as well. Yes. Then over the metal on the floor, there's a grate. Elevated okay. by like nope. an inch or two above okay. the metal that's under. How do you handle this? With right. Gum. Do you stand up on the grate? You tell me. I don't yes. know. Or do you step? You're supposed to stand away on the grate. Then you ping on your pants. Why, why would you stand on the grate? I would think you would stand. You're supposed to. I think you're supposed to stand on the grate. That way, if you have dripping at the end, it goes through the grate. I don't know. What's the point of the grate? The grate isn't your feet. There's a trench in front of the grate. Right. Like you're not stood in the piss. It's like trench and then. Raised bit to piss. Why on. do you stand on the grate? I don't understand. Because, because, because uh, he's making it sound like he stood in the in the piss hole. That's what it felt like. You stand over it. Yeah, you stand it's directly it. under you. The there is piss face. under you. I don't. But get I, it. Think, I think the it. reason because if it, if it was just like concrete right there that where you're standing on, that would constantly get the pee splashing back. I'm looking picture? one up. Okay. Because I, I really can't visualize this and why you wouldn't stand. Because, like, if you're at a urinal, so you don't stand in the urinal. <laughs> you do if it's so, a metal one. Barb, it's metal sheet like this and then metal on the ground like this. Uh-huh. And then over this part is a little grate yeah. like right here. And you stand on that. What? But don't. that's the part you pee in. You don't stand on it? You don't stand on the bit you pee in. Okay, here it is. There. Yeah, you're uh, making it a little out. different. That's a, no, no they're, that's they're not different. the same. They're, they're that's a little different. I, yeah, that's, that's an American different. one because there's ice in it. There, I would understand <laughs> standing on the grid. What, pee on the ice? Yeah, what is I, this? I what does splash back? Oh, there oh, it is, there ew, it is. why would you stand on that? <coughs> no, but you see, that doesn't. that's not a good image. That's exactly it, though. That's exactly it. So but he's not stood with his with his toes against the wall. You can't see his penis. It's it's inaccurate. 
Wait, no, so, so how I... much of a gap is there between his toes and the wall there? Uh, Bobby, can we go back? Two or three inches? Can we go back? What's the fucking context for this picture? Why is that dude so fucking happy? I think what? he just built that thing. Yeah, he just installed it. <laughs> <laughs> look how happy that guy is. He's like, yeah, hey. look at me. Hey. So when I was in I Australia, everything I built. When I was in Australia, I was like, somebody should Photoshop Bella on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like three feet away from that, and then some Aussies started coming in and peeing, and they stood on the grade, and I like oh, looked at them, and they were and path. they were looking at me, and <laughs> just like arcing across the toilet. Yeah, that's so you're supposed to stand on the grade because apparently. When guy, even though guys have this directional tool by which to pee, and we have a fucking wall-sized journal, even in this place, people still piss on the floor in front of it. I got. So I just talked to Gavin about this because we we go to the bathroom before the uh, together. Uh, we go to the bathroom before the podcast. Do you hold hands too? Why do we hold hands when we blow each other? No. <laughs> so we go, we go to the bathroom, and I'm like, "There's a fucking puddle in front of the urinal." It's you know like, what? what's wrong with there, people? There is, How do you miss the wall? It's because you're pissing on a flat surface. No one has invented the perfect urinal. They, you the, know, perfect, the perfect urinal is a hole cut into the you wall. You said urinal. You said it. It's okay. You recovered. Yeah. Good for you. The perfect one is a hole cut in the wall, right? Oh, a glory hole. It's massive. It's like, it's like this. <laughs> oh, it's and there's the a mesh thing. over it. And you just piss at the mesh. Why does it have to be Me mesh? Because the piss goes through and it doesn't splash back in your face. Is this a thing or did you invent that? He's inventing it. And below the mesh is a little lip like this. And it catches any like drippage. And it goes back. I back. Still I disagree. And no one, I've never seen one, but that is the perfect design. And tell me why it isn't, bitch. Because then people, the better one. I'm afraid of the mesh splashing. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, like, imagine. one would be a tube. <laughs> That's very significantly big, and you pee down the middle of the tube. Yeah, that's it. Like, like, people would toilet. Dick pee in into like <laughs> people would pee into like uh, air conditioning units and then fly back out of them. A mesh doesn't splash. Yeah, but you get pee on the mesh. Like yeah. imagine peeing through your screen door. Can we can we <laughs> get Gavin or Marcus to make this exact design and then Look, let Gavin pee? We on will it? install my custom urinal. At Rooster Teeth, and I bet everyone we will should, use it. Okay, here's what we'll if do. You put we'll build it, and we'll use it at RTX. We'll set it up <laughs> oh, no. at the convention, and we'll ask people, then, what was your, your piss experience like? <laughs> Gavin, though, the mesh would make you stand back from it. If you put people any distance away, they just they, they go it's every direction. Got, That's got, the perfect urinal, because there's no direction that you can pee that will get on the floor behind you, unless yeah, you turn around. You're pissing against so, a hard, splashy surface. It's just going to get really meshy. They, oh, hey. <laughs> Oh, is that what that's you're talking about? Perfect, that's the perfect urinal. No, have, you see, I, there's still going to be drippage on the floor. Question, I, though. Do you stick your a, dick in it? <laughs> My dick wouldn't fit in that. See, that's too close to a toilet that someone might take a shit. <laughs> so I have a question. <laughs> when, when you guys, not you, Barbara. I'm, I'm leaving you out of this conversation. When you guys use a urinal. <laughs> sexist. Do, do you keep a hand on your dick or do you just like let it, let it flop around? I, what does that mean? Don't you have to keep a hand? I have, I have to hold it. Otherwise, it's like a hose. No, it, or it just goes down. And yeah. Like, no, that'd be like know? super pressurized. <laughs> why would it go down? What do you mean? Why, 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 I mean, why wouldn't you want it to go down? You're pissing downwards. Yeah, but not like like I on just, your leg. I, I would control. I would control, yeah, go down your leg. Well, the boxers will con you know it'll give you a little bit of so it's like hanging out a little. It's not gonna go like yeah. You're not like that. pulling your Wait, boxes around boxers, your ankles and you, you don't actually like <laughs> unzip all the way. You just like unzip and pull it out through a boxer. No, God no. He then, just puts. So his what are you talking about? Oh, I see. Like, like, you know, okay, okay, okay. You I got straight. you. I got you. Jack you, is the only person I've ever met who uses his fly. What he to like go to the threads his dick through the that's through his no. underwear and through his jeans and then pees and then like mushes everything back in and sips. I was at the hotel in Australia, thumbing it before. Our room was available when I first landed. I went up to use the urinal, and I was uh, standing there pissing, holding my dick like a civilized man. <laughs> and this person walks up to the urinal next to me, 
whips his dick out, starts peeing, and as he's pissing, reaches into his pocket, pulls out his phone, and starts texting. No! With his no. dick just, like, flopping around, <laughs> pissing. No. Like, what the fuck is this Not animal? He, no, no, he's multitasking. Props to that guy. And then, like, his would... friend walks in, and then he's, like, talking over his shoulder <laughs> yeah. at his friend, like, texting still at the same time. I'm like... What is this? There's been times and then he's like, why are you texting me, bro? I'm right next to you. <laughs> There's been times where I've been on my phone with my dick out, and then people will come in, and I put my phone away because I don't want them to think I'm doing, like, a nude or something. Oh, <laughs> while you're peeing? Yeah. But oh, that'd be weird. How do you do that? I think even if your penis was out, unsupported, and then you pissed as hard as you could, I don't think it would flip everywhere like a hose. Unless it's a little baby. Uh, no, no I agree with you. It might not, but it's like, I just... It down, isn't it? I just normally just control. Are you ever... Have you ever scared, like, when you go for the, the post-pee shake... To try and get all the driplets out. Mm -hmm. Sure, go ahead. Do you just <laughs> do you just take <laughs> your do you just take your grip and just give it a little shake? I give it. I give it a shake because yeah, I'm yeah. worried. I'm worried that this is going to look like I'm. You know. Oh, yeah. So I've worked. Everybody knows what you're doing. You're in a bathroom filled with men. Yeah, yeah you're, you're jacking off. Even yeah. still, though. Even still, what I do, I adjust my grip. Penis between the two fingers, like this. <laughs> no. Like you're smoking a cigarette. And then I do this. <laughs> That's the European style. And it, and it basically just like shakes the end of your knob like that. And, and it doesn't look like you're doing anything with your arm. No, this is how you do it. This is the most efficient way. Yeah, you gotta see Gavin's hand motion here. It looks, I don't know what it looks like. Here's your penis. You take That's the grip. Shake. And then you squeeze like so, like it's a squirt ball. What? And then it, it, it'll come down. Well, like you're milking a cow? Yeah, it's like you, this. Like this. That's what you do after you jizz too, right? And then you... Get the, get the what are you what about? Or you dab. You gotta what dab. What is that? Sometimes dab. I'll... So what do you pee, dab with? I'm, I'm, I'm ending. I reach over for the toilet paper. I grab the toilet paper. Rhino? There's no toilet paper out of urine. Dab, 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 dab. Oh, you know, no. You, whenever you're in using a toilet. You know what would be great? In front of the mesh when you're done, uh, toilet paper dispenses no, no. downwards. How and you guys? Even, even and better. going and you just touch your a penis Dyson. against it. And you, <laughs> you put your dick in it. Like and a then... Dyson dick blade? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I wouldn't put my dick anywhere That's near like that. That's like sandpaper. It's like... How old are you guys? 38. Uh, 38 next month. 38. Uh, so... this, 38 this month. Holy shit, I'm old. On February 22nd. So, how many times in your life have you uh, wiped your penis with toilet paper after you pee? <laughs> how many times? 38 years. Dab. You dab. Zero? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling you, there's a very specific situation that you do this in. What's the situation? Pre blade. No, no, there's two. There's two. It's post-sex? There's one where uh, you're wearing white underwear, so you don't want driblets on those. When do you want driblets on your underwear? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, right. Well, never, I guess. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the other one he is... He only does it for white underwear, You're about ladies. to see... No, that's not true. You're about to see... Someone's about to see you with your okay, pants fair enough. off. Fair enough. You don't want driblets on You're your like, ears. you're in full prep mode. Like, this is like, you're staging it. Yes. Is what you're doing, right? Yes. It's like when you... You know, they film the cereal commercial, they use glue for the milk. It's I get totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. You want to put on the best... But typically, like, it's part of the staging process is making sure you're not pissing immediately before. I you mean... You take care of that ahead of time. No, no, no. If you're going to be going at it for a while, you got to, you know, take care of <laughs> yeah, your bases. You a while? Break. What, like, five minutes? Poor so. Esther. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gut check, though. When you're in bed with somebody and they go to the bathroom, they come back, and it's kind of like, all right. You're a human, we're, too. We're good with this. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like, there was like a moment, though, where you consider that. Guess it's anal's like, out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, do come, they do come back from the bathroom, and you're like, you're like, I guess I got a decision to make here, but I'm just going to roll with this. I've never like, said, get the fuck out of bed because you just went to the bathroom or anything like that. Yeah, but we can we all I think we all consider that when we're in the bathroom. I mean, you're in going moment. in a different hole anyways. What's that? You're going in a different hole anyways. You might be. <laughs> I just tell whoever it is to, I'm going to the bathroom, turn music. If I'm going to be taking shit. I'm not even talking about taking shit. Are we talking about shits? I'm not even talking about taking shit. I'm just saying bathrooms. Honestly, like if, when you're leaving bed to go to the bathroom. 
I was trying to tell him to turn on music. Isn't that obvious? That you put it on them? I don't care. It, it's obvious because I'm in there for forever wiping. Why don't you put on music then? <laughs> I'm in there you for put on forever. Music? Well, you know, I want to make sure that they listen to what they want to listen you to. You can explain I'm not wiping, I'm just dabbing. That's the whole time. So how often have you dabbed then? I dab every day. You dab every you day? You sit on the you, fucking toilet. You said there are no, 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 no. You said there are only two situations where you dab. So those Maybe two situations happen no, like, every day. Humble brag. Every, no, 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 every day. Huh? Yes. No. 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 Sure. Uh, no. I just welcome I, to the age of Tinder, Gus. Like for the, for the for the layman, but I do it because I'm a gentleman. For the layman, I, what does that mean? You know, for the normal, the commoner. You know, they, what are you talking what about? Layman means. What does that mean? Know, that's oh, not the part I'm confused about. Oh shit! Did I just fuck up a word? Well, for the like, it was layman, just layman, layman terms? like layman's terms is like for a simpleton. You're simplifying. You're googling layman. It's like an average person. No, right. You're just like simplifying it. But why are you simplifying well, why, it? Yeah, We're not why? confused about it. Oh, yeah. because well, I mean, I dab every day, but I thought you guys would jump on my ass if I said that. So then I was no, just saying, no, there's two situations. You dab your ass as Okay, well. there no, we go. No. There we go. Okay, fair enough. You dab every day. That's dab all every we day. needed. Truth okay. comes out. Truth comes out. Dab Hashtag dab every day. So when you pee a urinal, do you then go into a stool and dab? No, that's that's where I do the milk. He's making a motion like <laughs> milking a cow udder, like going from the base to the head. It's like, no, it's the toothpaste. One... It's the toothpaste. You the toothpaste is like this. Yeah, toothpaste, you roll oh, from God. the bottom. Don't do that, that to your dick. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just imagining well, you roll? women like squeezing I just got a message from John Reisinger that said, did you guys at least say something nice about my dick? <laughs> <laughs> if if no, he was watching John. the podcast, he would know John Reisinger, piece of shit. Let me tell you John Reisinger. No. He he watches my house whenever I go anywhere. So when I went on the Amazing Race, he watched my house for thirty days straight, uh, and it only flooded once. <laughs> and then he watched the house for two weeks when I went away to Australia. It's a very nice thing that works Did out. It flood? Uh, the when I came back from the Amazing Race, it had been thirty days I'd been gone. It was during the winter too, right? And and just just in case anybody thinks that like it's in revealing any information there, they keep you gone the entire time. When you're on the Amazing Race, whether you win or lose, whatever happens, you're gone for thirty days. You're gone for thirty right. days. So after thirty days, I came back, and I I, I was <clears throat> on the plane coming back. I finally had my phone back, and I called John, and I said, "Is everything okay?" And he goes, "Yes." And I said, "Great." And I had already called and talked to the kids, so I called John, and then I had made one other phone call to my brother. I'm on the phone call with my brother, um, so when my kids, John, everything's great. Call my brother. One minute in my phone call with my brother, John calls me on the other line, and I'm like, "Okay, hey, what's up?" And he says, I don't know what happened. <clears throat> he goes, everything was fine. Everything was fine for 30 days. You called me, and then a pipe broke in the wall. And there's water <laughs> coming out of your wall. And so I had to get Matt over there and everything. We had to get this pipe fixed, because this pipe just bust. Hullum? Yeah, Matt Hullum was like, he doesn't live that far from me. Oh, okay. So I just, and plus, it was like, I like I think like a Sunday night at like 10 at night. Oh, so okay. worst time to get a plumber. So, we had, so I had to like, and I'm talking through people uh, um, while I'm like on a layover, I'm talking them through, like, turning off the water for the house and everything, which I didn't, I didn't even know where that was. So, anyway, so John watched, watches my house when I'm gone. He's only completely tried to destroy it one time. Uh, but the thing is, Gus, you have a millennial watch your house. And uh, to me, like, John Reisner is, like, the ultimate millennial. I don't know why yeah. I feel that way. But uh, he doesn't, like, there's some stuff he just doesn't do. Like, he doesn't check the mail. So I come back after 30 mm. days, and it's like... The mailman has just jammed all the fucking mail. Well, there. did you tell him to do that? Yes, it was on the list of things oh. to do, and he's just like, well, "Yeah, he's a jerk." I just like, I didn't, I didn't. Only old people use mail, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how much mail can you get in thirty days? You know, that kind of thing. So I just thought it was really funny. Like, I know that's definitely a generational thing where he probably just doesn't give a shit about mail. I've got something to say about that. Well, let's. What let, do you have to me, say about that? Let me read this first. You read that first. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Harry's. 
Guys, it's a new year. It's time to improve on things, which is why we're excited to introduce you to Harry's. These guys make awesome razors. We've tried the leading brands. We've tried the shave clubs. They just don't stack up to Harry's. Our new and improved shaving solution for 20... I burped. Our new and improved shaving solution for 2016. Um, I, in fact, I took my Harry's razor with me to Australia. I love it so much. I had to keep my cheeks free of hair. <laughs> um, what makes Harry's special? They have German-engineered five-blade cartridges. Close, comfortable shave. No cuts or burns. Quality guaranteed. Their prices are factory direct. They cut out the middleman and ship right to your door. Quality blades at half the price of the leading brand. Over 1 million guys have already made the switch and thousands more switch every day. Why pay $32 for an 8-pack when you can get them for just half price at harrys.com? The Harry Starter Set is an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shaving cream, and three razor blades. Harry's doesn't like to discount because their prices are already really low. We've worked out a special offer for you guys. Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code ROOSTER. Stop overpaying for a great shave. Start the new year off right. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code ROOSTER at checkout for $5 off your first order. Thank you to Harry's for saving my cheeks and making me presentable for camera. It's much appreciated. Every time you say, save my cheeks, it sounds like something I get so hairy right I get offended every time you say no burns. No burns. It makes me upset. All right, so if you guys have any questions for us, tweet us at hashtag RTPodcast. A lot of people dab. I'm the oldest. A lot of people dab? A lot of people dab. I'm the oldest person. I live in condos. And I'm the oldest person in my condo complex. Shocking. So dealing with other younger millennial homeowners, I, I can see like some of the same situations arising where it's like, I don't, you know, there are a lot of them are first time homeowners and they don't necessarily understand how things work or when, why things are the way they are. And it's always interesting to me to, to interface with someone when they're having a problem for the first time and they've never seen it before. Uh, so I can understand why when you have a water leak, you call, instead of having John deal with it, you call Matt, who's, a gr- a who's owned several I, houses. I just honestly, I totally trusted John to be able to handle it. I just wanted more people there, but I yeah, I, I yeah. you know, Matt's had a house before. John is like, who do I call that instantly comes and solves this problem? Right. right? So when <laughs> he's you, not, he has kids and he stuff, has two kids. Still, yeah, but that's not a house. <laughs> I think John has owned. Might a house. as well. Be. I think John has owned a house. I'm talking about like, what I was referencing there, Gavin, is an apartment manager. Who's like, when you were in an right. apartment and something goes wrong, people are like, oh, yeah. The, the There's fucking- a 24-hour maintenance line. Exactly right. So when you were on... But John has actually lived in a house, owned a house before. When I'm, 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 so Amazing Race is uh, coming out soon, so we can talk about it a lot more, hopefully, once the, the show's out. Yeah, it's on the 12th, right? February 12th, Friday, February 12th. So for 30 days, while you were doing the That's Amazing that. Race, you know, while you were off, not here, they took your phone. So effectively, you were, you were just cut off right. for 30 days. So it was great. It was great? Is great. In fact, I don't think I've changed my voicemail back to let people know that you're back. No, what, my voicemail before did, said I will not have access to this voicemail. Did you find yourself like reverting to it. any types of old technology, or like like was <laughs> it like going back in time? No, the the first few days were definitely like withdrawal from having it, and they actually just put up the pre-show pre-race interviews they did with us, and uh, one one of the things Ashley and I were talking about was we had because it's a, a season, it's a theme season of social media stars, um, which. It's, that's a way you can package a show together so it, it, people understand what it is. But I don't think, you know, the TV audience generally understands that social media stars doesn't mean we all do the same thing. Like, one guy's a championship Frisbee player, you know, one girl's mm. a beauty vlogger, you know, there's uh, two TV hosts, basically, that are in a mo- and like, Instagram models. Two one models. woman was like a, a, in a viral video, too, that uh, flight attendant? Yes, and then one who was in a, who's a flight attendant, she just happened to make that Southwest Airlines viral video, you know, and that's why they're all part of in this in, this, in the same show. Um, but I was convinced that because it is mostly it's based on social media stuff, that 
we ended up, Ashley and I ended up being the oldest team combined. Like if you added our ages up, because most, most people were like in their mid twenties, some people brought their parents with mm -hmm. them. Uh, and then, but you know, <coughs> so we weren't the oldest people in the whole race, but combined we were probably the oldest team. And so we were speculating that we had a little bit of an advantage because you know, we had been lived in a world where maps don't talk to you, you yeah. know? Yeah. So what did you get around GPS? What? No, no GPS, nothing. You have nothing. So are we, you have to use an actual sun? map? You don't have a map. Ha what? You don't have a map. Have you ever seen the show before? Yeah, you got to rely on people telling you. Can well, you not you, buy a map? You're like, it's kind of like, yo, you can buy a map, but they also, for every uh, segment of the race, which they call a leg, they give you X amount of dollars. I feel like that used to be a bigger deal earlier on. Like now, I, I still know that that's the case, but I feel like they don't reinforce that aspect as much. I as think they it's actually to. harder now because they could. The one thing that's not included in that is the uh, purchase of airline tickets mm -hmm. because right. that's like you're buying like literally. I need a one way ticket to this place na right now or as soon as this, I can get right. it. And you're at a ticket like lunatic. You're at a <laughs> at an airport <laughs> counter, and uh, so the uh, so the money they give you is more so to when you get there to get around in that place. And they give you enough to where some places you have a taxi and that's great. Some places you can even self-drive your stuff, self. Uh, and then some it's like, well, the primary way they travel here is by like tuk-tuk, like these three-wheeled little like motorcycles essentially. Right. And you get in the back of one of those. And the other, I think they're called tuk-tuks. Yeah, they are tuk-tuk. Yeah. I know. I've, I'm a big fan of the show. It's speculating. I wouldn't want to indicate that we went anywhere or didn't go um, anywhere. So I... I Oh, we were in a commercial for Supergirl? During, during Supergirl. Oh, that's cool. Like an interview with you two? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like a little commercial just of us. Just of us? Oh, Ashley's saying that we were in a, this is on a commercial. They're going to be running promos uh, for Amazing Race from now until February 12th. And Ash said there was one just, if you watch Supergirl, if you have a DVR at home, uh, there's a commercial with me and Ash. I saw, it. was it the one where you guys had to guess who would answer who for which questions? Because I saw that today. She, she didn't watch it. Oh. She's been here. Oh. So I was Touché. talking, so going back to maps for a second, I was talking with someone here at the studio earlier, and they were asking me about maps. Apparently, I'm an old man now, so I'm the one who people ask like these old technology questions to. And they were like, so if you were looking for like X Street, did you just have to like scan a map until you found it? I was like, no, there's a directory on the back of the map that lists all the streets. And it's like, okay, X Street. And it'll give you a grid. <laughs> a grid. It's like, oh, X Street, G5. I and was the one who asked the question. I wasn't going to out you. <laughs> um, but yeah. The, I and get just, that. And, and I guess people... Like, we were all around before GPS was common. But I but never was driving. you didn't have to get around. You were a kid. You relied on your parents to get you around. Yeah. I was never the one driving. When, I mean, I like, when I started driving, maps. I had GPS. Yeah, key mm. maps. Those were... Those were very expensive too. Right, you could find you could buy like big atlas maps if you're going like on a long road trip that give you like general directions from state to state, and then as you like got to like urban centers, then you had to buy like smaller, more detailed maps. Do they still sell those? I think they do. Where I, like gas stations? I think a gas station, or like if you sign up for AAA, I think you, they give oh, you oh, an atlas. We also bought a map. I remember when we did that Left for Dead. Oh no, was it Left for Dead? No. Oh, it was Last, the last of, of, us. of Us. Last of we Us. To, uh, we had to go to Walmart. Yeah, to find a map, and it was like yeah. a shitty map. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it, it, it's weird how quickly that technology turns around and people forget. Like, just no one knows. No one has to use a map. When's the last time you had to use a map, Gavin? An actual map? Like, you pull out a paper map to get somewhere. I couldn't, couldn't tell you. So long ago. You ever use a map? No. I think the only map I've I mean, ever used is, like, of a mall or a thing. I'm talking, oh, I'm yeah. Like, and they says an you are here. Map. I yeah. used a mall map a couple when we were in Australia. That doesn't count. I yeah. meant to, like... But, like, an actual <coughs> city map yeah, where you could drive? No. Video yeah. games, I use maps a lot, but... I, I, yeah, I remember driving to like places in Houston, you know, probably, God, 20 years ago now? 
yeah, about 20 years ago, maybe being like, okay, I've never been to that part of Houston. You know, let me pull. When I okay, I take it back. When I first moved to Austin, that was your glove box had all your maps in it. Yeah, when I first moved to Austin in 1990, January 1998, the first thing I did, I moved into an apartment complex. I on? went to a gas station across the street and I bought a map of Austin and yeah. I pinned it to my wall and I was like, I don't really know Austin, so as I go places, I'll use this map to help me get around. Then I'll I'll highlight areas I've been to, so I'll know. Okay, I remember I've been here before. God, I'm way too lazy to Look, do there's that. Even, there's even, like, the old joke that people have about, like, like you go to some place and it's like, how do, I, how do I find this place? And they say, well, go down and take a left at the tree, you know, where Jimmy broke his leg. And they go there. And there's, like, this old joke about that, like, people giving you landmarks that don't mean anything to you. But even the act of asking directions isn't even a thing anymore. Or, like, the thing that men never want to stop and ask directions. That's, yeah. like, a classic joke. <coughs> but it just doesn't exist anymore because nobody stops and asks directions. Brandon's yeah. one of those guys that he'll be like, oh, in order to get to this place, you'll go down, you'll take a left. And I just, like, I... I literally, I just stared him blankly. I stopped listening to him. I was like, I, I will have this information in my GPS. Why are you talking to me right yeah. now about this? I, I ran into a family once in Tokyo back in 2005. I, I was going to the Tsukiji fish market and I got off and it's kind of like removed from the center of the city. I got off the, the train and there was this <clears throat> obviously not Japanese family like standing there looking at this huge map on the wall of the train station. There's nothing in English on the map. It's all in Japanese. And they're just like, it's like... Uh, an older couple and like their young tween children and they're just staring at this map entirely written in Japanese I'm like I need to help them so I walk up to them and I'm like are you guys lost do you need help going somewhere it's like oh thank you you know we're Aww. looking to get to Tokyo yeah. Disneyland you know where do we go I was like okay you guys are in the wrong place you want to get back on that train go in that direction get off at this stop and then go over there you're, you're, so you're nicer you. to strangers than you are people in your bad. life they were like we were in the middle of nowhere it was like this is this is like a bumfuck train you station. You probably save that family's life. And, and no, I mean, it's Japan. Japan. What the fuck's going to happen? Maybe they, they would have kept going. It's like no time the cat at the train station would have herded them to the to station. Death. <laughs> in fuck Japan. But it's 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 yeah, it's just really weird. Once and back then, two thousand five, that was before iPhones. You know, now I think with the iPhones came out two thousand seven. Oh, okay. So with the explosion of smartphones, I feel like we've just become too. Uh, reliant on them for, for everything. It, honestly, it, I give Aaron a lot of shit for it, but I think it's really admirable that he doesn't have text messages. No, it's really weird. I, no, it, it's fucking he weird. He has everything else, I, I would admire him Why more if he didn't have WhatsApp. Then? Huh? Why not text messages? I don't it's know. It's basically just tiny I ask email. All the time. His, I think his answer was uh, with text messages, expected that you'll respond immediately. But with email, it's not. It's like email, you can respond at he your doesn't leisure. Like, yeah, he doesn't like the... He doesn't uh, like the instant... But he has WhatsApp. I know. I, <laughs> and with WhatsApp, you could see when someone receives your message. Right. Yeah, that's why I said I would he respect him a lot more if he didn't use that. Aaron, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Is, uh, here, here. Is what were we talking recently about people vomiting on planes? People vomiting on planes. Did we just have someone who had someone throw up next to them? No, I had another medical emergency on my plane. Which one? Um, He's been on a lot recently. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh. It was a medical emergency, but then everything turned out to be okay. And it reminded me of the time who was on the plane with me when we were sitting in front of the guy who died. Oh. Did we talk about that? Oh, we the talked one about that, that died and an came RTA. back to life? Right? Is it RTA? We talk, we Did talked we just talk it. about that on a recent podcast? Oh, it's been a long time. It was time. within the last 50, I would say. Yeah, that, it, that, it was within the last year. <laughs> that was messed up. Now, it's not the one where somebody died on Jack's plane and he got mad about it. No, That's no. not what we're talking about. Jack got mad about somebody dying? He was very inconvenienced by the person. What a dick. It was unbelievable. But, uh,. This was uh, somebody who was sitting behind me, and I, I didn't see who was on the plane with me. You, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're so confused. Who was on the plane Were with you? Were you there? <laughs> I was definitely there. So it was like, I'm sitting in the ILC. Wasn't it like 
on the road back from Vegas or something, or on to Vegas? Yeah, was it? But uh, the, <laughs> the person, I don't know, I fly a lot. Gavin just put, <laughs> put a post up. Gavin hit gold in the month of January. I've never done that before. Some people like take a whole year to get gold status. It's 25,000 miles, which is a lot. It's like two and a half days solid in the air. Yeah, and you, he I've did that in already. January. <laughs> He's taken 19 flights in January. Yeah, it was Jesus. 16, but it was, it was crazy. But that means the executive platinum, because it's four golds basically, is 10 straight, is 10 solid days in the air. Not straight. Listen, but. if somebody hits executive platinum status, which is 100,000 miles in trips in one year, they deserve whatever. They should get to fly the plane at least once a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, listen, that's so many miles. I've never hit, a, I'm, I hit a threshold of total miles lifetime where I got platinum for life. I have still never gotten close to executive platinum. Really? I've hit platinum like three or four times. Yeah. This, this 50,000. Oh, wow. So it's double that. I hit platinum again last year. I think I got like 80. 85,000. I think I've gotten close. I've got like 78, somewhere in that area. But never, See, never hitting that 100,000. I was on a plane. I'm so, I'm so sick of flying. I have four flights this week, too. <coughs> I'm going to kill myself. Where are you going? Yeah, places. Someone, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's finish my story. Someone here on Twitter. Yes. At Hyman Smasher. Did a dab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, a dab. Go ahead. It was Carrie and Miles. Carrie and Miles were on the plane with me? That's what they're saying. Where the Why fuck are you going with Carrie Miles? Miles? I'm not going anywhere with those IAWTV Awards? Nah, now I don't want to tell the story. And uh, <laughs> Aaron says, I just convinced him to delete what's happened. Oh. <laughs> How so am I, was, I supposed to message you now? You just Email. fucked Barbara because now everybody's going to have to go through Barbara to communicate with Aaron. Email. I don't want to fucking Why don't you email. do the same thing? Why don't I do what? Get, get rid of text message. Why don't what? I get rid of email and then he can't contact me? Why don't you just, yeah, why don't, why don't you go back to like smoke signals? How long do you think you could live if you didn't have... You wouldn't last a day. Email or text messaging or any of that shit. I could handle it. Snail mail. No Snail way. Mail. How would you do your job? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> There's no possible way so I could do my job. You have a job. Barbara has a job that didn't exist five years ago. Five six years ago. Six years ago. It, it's so, a social media position which just, that well, didn't it, exist. It was like flyers back then. <laughs> so you're going to go Right, like flyers. promotion. Yeah. Right, you go and you like staple flyers to, fl- to telephone poles. I think what I would do is I, I would write tweets on post-it notes and just stick them in people's foreheads <laughs> and just have them walk around in the wild. You'd go, you go around to like strangers down the street and be like, hey, hey, roosterteeth.com. What would you and just like walk away. Hey, our, our podcast is the, about to go live. What would be the hardest piece of technology for you to live with that? My so phone. Easy. Just your phone, period? My phone. But down. like what aspect of it? Like smartphone I, or just your My smartphone. Phone. The fact that it does everything now. I'd say flying. So if you took your, just your... If but you went back to own. just the phone, like if you went back to a Motorola like flip phone or a Nokia. No, no good. That would just kill but, you. Yeah, but see, I don't consider flying like high tech because that's been around it, forever. No, it bloody hasn't. It's been around over 100 years. That's forever? Yeah. That's four billion years old. When we talk old. about like a smartphone, smartphones realistically have only existed for oh my God. nine years. That's, can I pull oh, it? No, that's the mega, mega you bro. Do you know what's crazy? It's like, Do you it's remember like when it was like really fucking cool to have a mobile phone? Like yeah. at your work? You like, had to, it you, was a big fucking deal. You had to you modify your car. You had to like bolt that shit no, into I'm talking, your car. No, I'm talking even in our generation when the PCS or digital phones got to be a big deal. Oh, like right, yeah. Modern mobile phones like the Flip era or the Sprint right. PCS phones or whatever to call Qualcomm. them. Qualcomm. My, my dad Qualcomm. had a car phone. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they have Pro, these Pro, ones Pro. that had like, they're like, they looked like purses and then yep. like, they no, had one in Lethal Weapon. I, my, our old boss, who was I a telecom guy, he had a brick phone because it had a bigger range like in rural areas so he always kept it and every time even as late as like 2000 when he would call AT&T they would go okay I'm looking at your plan and what is this they're like what is this thing that's 10 cents a minute on your mobile phone we can get you a way better rate than this he's like don't touch that 
because if you touch that, that's my that's my brick phone, and if you touch it, it'll invalidate it because it's an expired oh. plan. And he needed that phone to be able to go out in the middle of nowhere in Texas and still get reception. And things like well, how massive. Is it? Oh, I think they have subsequently deactivated that network. I think the network's gone. Oh, yeah, that was on the old analog network. I like how you but display now th- it as being massive like this instead of just like this. Like you have to show just, that it's by your head. Because you, you had to hold the phone. I mean, it was yeah. like a you huge one hand it. No, you could one hand it, but oh. it was it's, just, it's like the one you always see in the '80s movies with the fucking big antenna. And it looks like they're Hello. holding a, a book up to and there. There was some that looked like purses. That, like, the purse That's part was a battery. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you would pull the handset off and it had like the coil. Who was who I uh, talking to that anytime you talk to, like, how do you, how do you show that you're t- talking to someone? Yeah, your like phone? that. Was it you that showed me this? No, I think it was Bernie who said it. Yeah, was it Bernie? I have kids do it these days. Yeah, no, yeah. you told me this on set the other day. Yeah. So kids will do this. Bob, everybody does this, but Move kids your will head. now do this. Kids talk on the I phone like this. so weird. Yeah, they hold their flat palm to their head. What about you, Blaine? How long do you think you could last? Uh, how long do I think I could last? Oh, there it is. Yep, that's the. Well, that's one of them. That's the purse phone. Yep, I'd give it a good thirty-six hours before I'd break down. I don't. I don't think I could. Well, you have Tinder and stuff, right? I have Tinder. That's uh, that's a that's something I need. Uh, I don't think I could last thirty-six hours. GPS. I, bet I don't think I could last twenty-five. I, get, I, get, I, I could not last one hour. I, I don't think the skin crawls when I don't have it for like ten minutes. Like I just reach for it just then. I feel like thing. I would be fine as long as I had. A replacement shaped thing in my pocket to play with. Like I don't not have not like having it to feel, yeah. and, but I could not use it. A guy on like Survivor a who went on Survivor, he carved himself a BlackBerry out of a coconut or a piece of wood, and would just tap on it for like a surrogate. <laughs> That's not true. That's a hundred percent true. You can look up like Survivor wooden BlackBerry. No. Why? No. Was that a joke? It. We no, talked about that, him man. a lot on the race. I get it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like right now. And I, I know sometimes you get like phantom pain or like phantom, like you think that your phone buzzed. I swear to God, my phone just buzzed and there's no alerts on it. I get and that. It's I get driving that a lot. me fucking crazy. Well, I get that a lot. You had the story, Bernie, of when you went to go get your phone <laughs> fixed or some. That's update, an RTAA. Yeah. And you gave it to the person and then immediately went to get your phone from your pocket. I had like that moment of like 10 seconds of nothing. And then my mind goes, all right, time to. And I start patting. And I'm like, oh shit. And I'm just standing there with my hands, like whatever. When I got back to the race. I'm getting an error. It was actually great for me because I didn't care about my phone at all. I did not care. And it's like every second I spent on my phone, I was very conscious of the fact that I was on my phone. And I was like, oh, this is great. I might have broke my habit of like being on my phone constantly. Within two days, I, I was back to yeah. literally two times a minute I checking my phone. I don't think it phone. could be broken. It's I'm, I'm insane. For that it's night. insane how your brain just like needs it. That night mode this is coming out on iPhone, yeah. where that? you can make the screen yellow instead of blue. Ooh, I like it's that. Supposedly, like, doesn't keep you up at night. You, Pat, you, Patrick, you, sending you a picture of a brick phone. You put a tweet out not too long ago where you like you can tell how awake you are by like how many eyes you have open when you're looking at your phone. Yeah, because when I wake up, I'm like, I have one like. Yeah, you open. can basically you can tell how tired you are based on the amount of minutes that one eye is shut while you're still. Do you guys open. ever um, go on your laptop when you're about to fall asleep? No, I try I to do. keep it away from my bed. I use, screen, I, I use a screen right up to the point I fall asleep. I always position myself when I'm lying in my bed and have my laptop tilted up on myself. I sometimes have to put a pillow under it so it's tilted at the same angle I am when I'm sleeping. That's so sad. I fall asleep with my laptop. I live alone, okay? I wonder why. (laughs) Because Aaron doesn't have text messaging. (laughs) And he just deleted WhatsApp, apparently. Oh, that fat cat was there and he left. there it is. Yeah, that's a brick phone. I had the fat cat for the first time. So, never guess. Oh fuck that guy! Um, so that, the, and the also cat. that that guy holding the phone—that's every dude who had that phone. It's like old white dudes in the '80s who were super so, happy. I, you know, I grew up out in the middle of nowhere. So we, when cell phones first came out, that's how the phones that we had to have. You had to have a phone like that. That's bigger. Or you had to have also the kind that you had to modify your car. It's like you had to bolt a phone yeah. into your car, install 
antenna receivers in your trunk and then install an antenna either on the roof antenna. or on the trunk. What was the boomerang <laughs> shaped antenna? Was that? That was television that for was limos. Television for limos. Okay. Yeah. How, do you, how do you spell that? Ooh. I'm gonna fucking murder antenna. you. Antenna. I bet that phone that we just showed is. You said urinal, you fucking knob. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that phone is by mass bigger than all of my phones combined that I've ever had. Probably. 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 So I had uh, some crappy travel recently. Yeah, what happened? Bad experiences. First, uh, we were landing from some flight. I don't know which one it Can was. Can I just so. say, by the way, before he goes on with this, the guy on my flight didn't die. He, a doctor <laughs> on the plane helped him oh. and like declared he didn't have a pulse. And then five minutes later, the guy was like, huh? And everybody's like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And then we just went on with the flight for another uh, two hours later. He was he's okay. dead. Hyman, Hyman Smasher says it was Podcast 255. Thank you. Thank so you, you get Hyman the full Smasher. story on Podcast 255. Right. Maximum podcast. He took the username I wanted. So you were saying? So What podcast uh, are we on now, Patrick? 261. 361. 361. So it took me two years to retell that story. <laughs> All right, good. I'm just making sure. So I was on a flight, and uh, it was it was pretty smooth, not not very bumpy. We landed, and all of a sudden I hear like a load of spill. I was like, oh, the guy next to me must have spilled oh, his no. water. Oh, God. And uh, he was just full-on vomiting, like on landing. I've never seen that before. He was just like... <laughs> it was like, like filling the bag, <laughs> and it was right next to me. I was like... What? Ah, and, and then I was, I was off of some gum. I was like, have some gum. You just threw up right what, next to me. One time, for so, semi-related, yeah. I, I was getting off a plane, and... How did uh, Gavin as, not throw up in that scene? As That is a good question. As I was walking through the plane to deplane, I got up to... I was in kind of in the back. As I got to the bulkhead, I could see there was like something on the bulkhead. Oh, and it was like sliding oh. down, and the flight oh. attendants are like standing around it with gloves, oh. trying to figure out what to do oh. about it. It's like he did—he did not find the bag, or so, he did not make the bag because it was on the bulkhead. So, Gavin, why does that make you gag? His story make you gag, but a person sitting next to you with a little bag filled like a little pool of vomit in a bag—that doesn't make you ill. How is that? It didn't make me feel great. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I was trying to hold it together, and it was like in the moment, and I was like. This guy feels terrible. I gotta try and get him some gum. <laughs> Why isn't there powder in the bags that releases like lemon scent? Because that would add an, another five cents. To also, the you yeah. totally then smell lemon scent. It would also. I would rather smell lemon than what I was smelling. It would that also flight. probably mean that. that the bags would then at some point expire, and they would have to like <laughs> yeah. change them out. Oh, so that was that was the first annoying thing. It wasn't annoying. It was just like gross. That's memorable. They're like wax lines. No, right? it's okay to be annoying. Yeah. Someone barfing next to then, you. Then. I was in the uh, the lounge at LAX. You know what it's like, right? There's the big windows, uh-huh. the angled windows. And as the sun gets lower in the sky, they put blinds down over the windows, like automatic electric blinds. Have you seen this? They pretty go, cool. Like, it's, like, it's like living in the future. It's like Blade Runner. Yeah. So the first time I was like messing with my phone, and then uh, they came down like, behind me. And I looked at them. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then the sun actually sets behind the buildings. So they bring it back up. And uh, they came up like while I was still in there. And the woman next to me w- went, excuse me, can you stop doing that? And I was like, what? And she thought, because I was like pressing my phone as it ha- was happening, she thought I was controlling the blinds. What? What oh idiot. What a God. dumb bitch. Yeah. It, it, I was like, I didn't know if she was kidding because it was so weird. And I was like, what? what does she think any customer sun? can just download the, <laughs> yeah. the window shade app and fuck with it? What'd you say to her? I was like, I was like, what do you, you, the blinds? They just do that. I have That's a question. not me, I'm not doing the blinds. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. And you'll probably know this better than anybody. I was on our flight home from Fiji like two days ago. Fiji. And on takeoff <coughs> and on. It was our flight. It was your flight. My None flight. of us were there. Yeah. But go ahead. On takeoff Wait, and landing, there. they force everyone to put their window shades up. Oh, yeah. What totally, is that? Totally normal. What that's, is that? the, that's pretty common. So they can see outside for right. like 
on landing or like if if anything's wrong or smoke like happening like and the the flight don't if you're yeah. more if you're if you're gonna have an accident you're more likely to have it on takeoff and landing so if the th- imagine the plane like loses the wheel and crashes mm-hmm. you also and it's a scenario where nobody dies we gotta get off the plane you could have a scenario where the window shades get pinned and you can't open them and you need to look out for hazards. Okay. For fire. Gotcha. Or yeah. Yeah. That's and the they, only flight I've been on in my 26 years that I've ever It used to be that. a lot more common, actually. Like, I feel like 15, 20 years ago, that they always would mention that. And now it's very occasional. The, very you're not meant to open the, the that means, that means they think you're going to crash. <laughs> if they're like, can you open up the window shades? They're like, it's, it's like 50-50 That flight was that a little point. bumpy on the way back. I also hate when flight attendants over-explain the procedure for opening the door. It's like, in, a, in an accident, are you willing and able to help people get, through, get out of the emergency exit? You say yes. You have to say verbally yes, yes. if you're sitting in the exit row. And by the way, if you can, you should sit in the exit row because you have more leg room. Pro and t- you could be a hero. Pro traveler tip. In fact, and you get out first. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, you get out first. You're more likely to survive. But not on an international flight. What? On an international flight, the exit doors are usually really big and they stick out into your leg room. They do. And also, they put the... International flights, they have a big like space, yeah. so you have a ton of leg room, but that's also where people come and fucking stand, they, and they step on your feet. It's and also they, really cold there. They for wait reason. for the bathroom right there. Yeah, yeah, true. You can hear grunts and farts. It's gross. Mm. But uh, I, I don't like the person who comes and the, the occasional flight attendant who way over explains that. Like, okay, in the event of an emergency, <clears throat> you will be in charge of this row. I need to know that you're capable of opening the door. It opens like this. You pull that cover off. You pull the handle. You lift it. And you have to be capable of taking 80 pounds and placing in the seat. Can you do that? It's like, this is way too much. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Just ask me the normal question. Don't walk me through that. We're going to have a fucking drill at this point. It drives me crazy. Well, maybe I there's a person soon. who's never flown before. Maybe they don't think know. you're trustworthy. I've never had this over-explanation you're talking about. Oh, I've had that. I, it's, I hate it. I hate over-explanation. Soon it's going to be like the baggage sizes things where they make you do that. There's going to be like a fake emergency door on the Pretend jetway. Yeah, you you go, do it. Nailed it. You pass. Got it. Get out. Yeah. So Mitch Hedberg has such a great quote about that where it's like you block a fire exit. It's like if you're alive and flammable, you are never blocking <laughs> an emergency exit. You can't stand in the way of an emergency exit. You will get the fuck out of that emergency exit if you have to. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will figure out how to work a door. I promise you. Or you will make a new door. Yeah. Right there. You know what else I fucking hate while we're on topic of like shit that's overexplained? How, how the fuck do I turn off on my browser when I make it full screen? The first thing it does when I make it full screen is it puts up a dialogue box that says, hey, you're in full oh, screen. Yeah. And it puts over, uh, clearly I want to see whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. And then it says, do you want to allow this or exit? So I hit allow and it goes, okay, you've allowed this. But if you want to get out of it, just hit escape. escape. It's, it's like, and you got to wait for that to go away. It's like I got after the 80th time of using full screen on Chrome. So I know how I that fucking works. I finally understand it. it I, this used to piss me off too. I know why that happens now. If there are malicious websites that are hijacking you and making it full screen and taking over, that is so you can hit deny and escape from the trap. Uh, okay, then that how about Chrome? How about you give me exactly how, the, how they give me the option to close a fucking dialog box without clicking on any buttons in it? How about that? Yeah. Like I enter. Don't, I'm, I'm convinced every time it pops up, it says, are you sure you want to leave this page? You're missing out on great deals. And I go to click OK, I'm positive that transmits all my bank information. Yeah. You know what's the worst thing in the world ever that's ever happened? Is when you're watching a video. Guaranteed this is not the worst thing. <laughs> you're watching a video on your phone. And uh, there's like 20% battery left. Does it need to pause oh. the video? Does it still, after nine versions, need to stop the video? Yeah. Dismiss? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Just, just... I don't know, flash or something. Like a notification comes in, then leaves. Yeah. For Christ's sake. It's awful. Uh, this world we live in. <laughs> that How is, do we that is the, worst, the worst thing worst the worst ever. thing in the world. Uh, here, no, it's well annoying, though. Let me read this other thing. Do it. Uh, want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by ProFlowers. 
Sometimes it's hard for us guys to say what we feel. <laughs> what if there was a gift that said it for you? Imagine a gift that was thoughtful, easy, and that she'd love, and, and that sent your message perfectly all in one. I would call that a win for Valentine's Day. ProFlowers is quick, and delivery for Valentine's Day is guaranteed. Can't beat the prices and convenience. ProFlowers takes care of the details. You get the glory. ProFlowers are the flower pros that make Valentine's Day easy. Trust ProFlowers and get this year done right. ProFlowers is offering our listeners one dozen assorted roses, like you see here. Oh, look, already got the camera ready. Uh, one dozen assorted roses, plus a free glass vase, right there as well. You can't see it so well. For just $19.99. And if you order this week, they'll throw in free chocolates too. Where do I have that? Right here. Free chocolates. You want chocolates? You can have them, Gavin. Uh, they'll throw in free chocolates too, or really do it right, double the roses for just $9.99 more. Go to proflowers.com and use code TEETH. The only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal, including free chocolates, if you order this week, go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type TEETH. That's proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in code TEETH, order today. This deal expires Friday at midnight. It's got a little legend there. Yeah, can, I, so I you, you can see so what the different chocolates are. The camera clipped to you delight. exactly as you were going like this with your tongue. <laughs> literally, yeah, Gavin was doing. Somehow Miss Barbara doing it, though. Over there. There, there hey, it is. Hey, one of them. Listen, one. don't do it right now. Look, those flowers are, I never get flowers so, that look that good. I want to say one other thing about these flowers. I, I know that they're a sponsor and it's going to sound weird. We've had these flowers for a week. Have you really? Really? Yep. And they look that good? They look this good still. Those are like perfect roses. If you're listening to the audio version, it's like they're like little rose buds. Hey, give me a give me a petal. I'll show you a trick that I know. A rose petal? You, guys know the, the you said the rose looked like a rosebud. Not really the best symbol. <laughs> well, no, no, it just it <laughs> looks like you know the perfect rosebud. I get roses like they're like. <laughs> Even before they were sponsored, I used Pro Flowers all the time whenever I needed to buy flowers. That's that's a Gus endorsement. Wait, we're getting a, we're getting a what trick? We can see it. You you blocked it. It's not it's not really a uh, it's not really a visual thing. Ready? Let's see if this works. Oh, oh, see? Wow. Pop. You know you can do that? I didn't I've never seen that. Do you think I look good in slow-mo? Well, Why not? Could you only do that with like really fresh mm -hmm. roses yeah, or do they have to be a certain... underneath. I put it over my hand and then clapped it. It makes a big pop. You, you know how that. no one owns Antarctica? I do know that. Don't wait, that's not true. There's sections of it. It's like sectioned in like a Weird like, ways, yeah. like a radial thing, the peninsula. But if you were born there, I like just going to ignore that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If you were born there, are you a citizen of Antarctica? You're a penguin. If you're born in Antarctica, I'm pretty sure you're a fucking penguin. I don't think anybody has ever been born in Antarctica. I agree Antarctica. with you. penguins. Yeah, but it. why hasn't anyone done that? Because it's fucking Antarctica and no one wants to have a kid there. There's like research Because Kurt Russell is fighting the aliens down at there. At the South Pole. Hey, I think scientists who are about to have a baby take maternity leave. He, no, I mean, why hasn't someone done it for the sake of doing it? Like, move what, there what a is year the, before. What is, what is the upside? Uh, what Gus, do you learn? They're Gus, a citizen of Antarctica. They're I would like to change one. my answer. I now want to have a kid in Antarctica. I totally want to do it. Same, I, with, same with the International Space Station. Are you a citizen of space? Are you the first spaceman? You know, there was a couple that was on the that space station and they got to bang in space. Do you think astronauts have banged each other? Fuck yeah. Like, just for scientific purposes? I think like due to many purposes. They're probably bored of shit up there. What? Yeah. As long as they... No shit. Well, have them? Ten kids have been born in Antarctica, I'm being told via my earpiece. Suck my knob, Gus. So what's, where, what's their passport say? I'm looking it up right now. Can a pregnant lady travel <laughs> into space? I mean, depending they, they on like, let, how far along they don't she let is. Women, they, no. they discourage women from no their way. third trimester from traveling. Even flying on planes. You right. know what I heard uh, recently? That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. I heard that, they don't, that you have a better chance of being an astronaut if you have oh, a family, like a wife and kids or a husband and kids. Because then you have like more of a desire 
to complete the mission, make it back home. You'll fight your way back? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, this is how stringent they are about medical stuff going up, is you got to be someone who can withstand a lot of (coughs) G-forces to do it, among lots of other things. But the, the, the strongest example I've ever heard of this is Richard Garriott. Uh, who is the designer of uh, the Ultima series um, and a very famous, like, rich video game developer. He uh, he had enough money. His dad was actually an astronaut, and he's the only, like, father-son pair to go into space. But he paid oh. his way into space. Um, he paid, like, 30 million bucks to the Russian government what? to go to space and go to the ISS. And uh, do you ever remember when they, they asked to, they wanted to swab on my spit? To put on a DNA chip that they were going to put on the space station. Yeah. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm putting my DNA in space. I'm just not doing it. Right. Why? That was his thing. He was the one who went up there and put the little microchip up there and left it on the space station. Why? You have a better chance I of coming t- back. Yeah, I guess so. After the pot- I'm just convinced that like, somebody get my DNA. I don't know. Some technology we don't understand. They could get my DNA and do or something beam with your, that. Or they beam your DNA to some alien in another galaxy and then like clone Bernie is in a zoo. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a certain movie I don't want to spoil, but there's a certain where that happens. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Like, Absolutely. I don't, oh, think, I, totally I don't think we've contacted aliens, but... Uh, I think people who don't... But oh, I, I think I that aliens exist. We gotta so, talk about the fucking 10th planet, ninth planet. We will talk about that in a second. I want to go back to his Antarctica thing before we get too far from it. What? Okay. People born L- in Antarctica. Let me finish the Richard Garriott oh, thing okay, real quick. Go, go. So Richard Garriott, when he was going to go up into space, <coughs> they did normal physical on him. And, well, I say normal. They, like, scanned him head to toe. And they found out he had, like, a little nodule on his liver that was totally benign, but it was not a normal structure on a liver. Mm. So he had to have full abdominal liv- liver surgery... And recovery to take that nodule off before they would let him go up in space. Wow. Yep. That's he crazy. would do elective liver surgery. You know, if that guy had waited probably about another 15 years, I bet he'd be able to go up there for a lot cheaper. I think he'd be uh, yeah. probably. a lot older. But I guess what Richard Garrett, he went up with his dad, he said? No, his dad was an astronaut. Oh, okay, never mind. His dad previously ago. Okay. So there have been 11 people born in Antarctica, eight of which uh, were born at the Argentine base. Three of which were born uh, at the Chilean base. I'm going to read you the first one because this does play into what you're saying about what kind of citizen are they. The first one was born in January 7th, 1978. His name was Emilio. Emilio, Emilio was born at the Esperanza base near the tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. He, oh, Gus is mad. He was automatically <laughs> granted off Argentine citizenship by the government. So his parents <coughs> were both Argentine citizens. He was uh, he was born in the claimed sector, Argentine, Antarctica. This is a sector of Antarctica claimed by Argentina as part of its national territory. However, this claim is not internationally recognized and overlaps with British and Chilean claims in Antarctica. Since he was also born in British Antarctic territory, he had the right to claim British overseas territory citizenship. Uh, however, he never, he, he and his parents never filed a request. So he ah. could have been a British citizen as well. And, but just so that's the place to go if you want a load of passports. Yep. It's like a dispute, or not dispute, but it's like an area with multiple... Uh, territorial claims. I was talking to Steve about because he is casual. Yeah, fuck, super casual. Yeah, just like, like, name drop right in there. He Steve is, and I uh, were hanging out the other day. Yeah. His, mu- his what, like, what were you talking to Steve? Was that the week that I went to the White House, Kev? Or was that when was that? <laughs> oh, did you stop in the? Uh, this is the stupidest dick measuring contest. Fuck the bold? both of you. It's I'm making fun of him to one person. You're making fun of him by making fun of yourself. I'm I'm trying to come up. I'm trying to one. Did, did you remember when our friend Kumail Nanjiani was on the X Files <laughs> episode, which airs tonight? <laughs> anyway, one parent British, one parent Canadian, born in the U.S. So then, if he like marries an Australian, he can legally have four passports. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. I want to do something like that with my kid. Jason Bourne or something. Whereas yeah. you're British, but if you married your Playboy model girlfriend, you could be American if you wanted to. Smack right? prick, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Aww. the Lord's work over there. 
I am. She's she's going like this. Oh yeah, I mean that doesn't apply to anyone else on Earth. So sorry, guys, for uh, mentioning that person. They're <laughs> just <laughs> dropping that bomb. Should we? Uh, What's literally talking about? Should oh. we talk about the Fine Brothers? Uh, I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Fine Brothers? I mean, I it's kind of like the topic of the the week, isn't it? I think we should, just because it seems like there's a weird conspiracy <laughs> theory going around right now about what? About us not talking about it. Oh no! Everybody just wants to hear everybody's opinion on it, but I think everybody's opinion. I think people are just trying to drag us into it. Does anyone have a different opinion on this? I mean, is it? I think everyone's know? on no. the same page. Oh yeah, we're all in support. Of it. The, <laughs> the different opinions: the Fine Brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. So, Th- but I, listen, it. I think the Fine Brothers then at this point would probably have the same opinion, which is like, yeah, we constructed this message like in the worst possible manner. And then Abs- they, absolutely, they tried to explain it in the worst possible manner as well. What do you mean their their apology video? Their, their uh, update video. I, I have a particular opinion about that, but I, I want to. That's like a separate. There's like three separate issues here to me that are all kind of lumped together into one big thing, and everybody thinks it's one thing, but I think it's like three different things. Can, can we explain what it is first for people that don't? I, I would <laughs> love to hear anybody's explanation of this thing. Go ahead. Oh, who yes, wants I, to do I, it? I feel you could explain. I, here, this. Can I give the explanation they should have given? No, no, no. Let's hear oh, the explanation oh, oh, of what's, what the oh, controversy oh, okay. is. Blaine, tell us what it is. Oh, Blaine. Fuck okay. you. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Fine Brothers made an announcement video that they're going to be making something called React World? React World. React World, which is basically it, um, all of the branches, you know, kids react, old people react. Elders their, react? El- let's be specific. <laughs> These are trademarks. Elders react. Whatever. All, oh. their, all those videos are going to fall under this, like, giant branch. But you can also use it as, like, a, uh, what is it called? When you, 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 franchise? Yeah, you can license it. You can license franchise. it. Like so, like, franchise. a normal person, if they wanted to do a React video, they could find the Fine Brothers to help them out. And apparently they would provide them resources to do it. But they kept on emphasizing on this is the legal way to do a React this is, video. This is, that was probably mistake well, number two. The first mistake well, I think they, they made in the announcement video is that they didn't clearly differentiate between a React video, which is a very generic term, that a lot of people just associate with a reaction video and what their brand react with the like the capital react which you know if you try to get a trademark for something that generic sounding scares the shit out of a lot of people and for good reason yeah, because I mean, it can be applied like that's variations of it reacting is a variation of react reaction. way too much power it's way too overreaching how's my description i think it's pretty good okay, it's, it's good um good. yeah and I, I thought it was just way too overreaching i think I think that, and obviously I don't know. I don't know those guys. I've never, I've never met them. I th- think that they were trying to come from a good place to help people, but it just sounded so disingenuous. Like the whole, like, oh, this isn't corporate. Here's the legal way and the legal avenue to do this. Like obviously constructed by lawyers. Kept saying like, legal. What? This is the yeah. legal way to pursue this. Here, here, here's here's why I think that took place. Like is that I think that uh, they have a a format that they started doing of videos that were just everybody on the web was doing them or everybody on YouTube was doing. In fact, YouTube, when it first started, they had built into the system <clears> reaction <throat> videos. You could post a reaction video to somebody's video and it would appear right below it. Right. And then people started to abuse that by like just having like their boobs out in the thumbnail and it was reaction was, I like the video. And that was it. But that they was would a get, whole thing at one point. Like, it was YouTube a whole thing. YouTube was trying to crack down on like react girls and stuff. Exactly. Because they would just make thousands of videos that were like 15 seconds long. And the feature and went away. that many videos would actually generate a lot of income because... Mm-hmm. There's so many, just volume. Texting Spam. pictures to Patrick. I'm not I'm just on my phone. Oh, I'm not looking. I don't care. Yeah, you're researching. I never get mad at someone for being on the phone. Okay. And reaction, <laughs> and reaction videos are like, they're almost as generic as vlogging. Like there's there's so many different variations of it. Like I would argue that something like what Ray William Johnson does equals three. 
that's a reaction video too. He's just giving like a more professional, like just him reacting to it, like riffing off of the video. Or Tosh .0 does it on on TV. Those are like extreme examples of it. But then the Fine Brothers made this format of like specific groups of people reacting to videos, and then they would ask those people questions and everything. Like if you see kids react, you would know it if you saw it, kind of a thing. And uh, I think that when they first started explaining this, they should have been that what they were trying to say was that they were talking about their version of a reaction. Like, they were talking about React, their series. But it's too generic of a term. Yeah, it's like, the, the pitfall was they named their series and their, their quote-unquote format, they named it something too generic, almost, too trademark in the future. And that's like a mistake, I mean, you can make early on. And uh, we ran into problems like this early on because we were making videos that we were just making videos based in video games which is this whole IP trademark thing we're just going to do in a second. But then people told us they were called Machinima. Then a company came along and trademarked Machinima. the word Machinima. And so for fucking eight years, Gus, how long was it that we would have to answer the question about we make Machinima videos, but we don't fucking work for this company Machinima? Right. We have nothing to do with that. It's too totally, that that's Machinima with a capital M. This is Machinima with a lowercase m. And nobody gave a shit about that. Like, we would have articles printed about us, and they said, go to their website, machinima.com. We'd be like, fuck you. Uh. You gotta be fucking... And we had the same conversation over and over again, which was, uh, it's like, you guys make Machinima videos. It's like, yeah. It's like, well, what's it like to work for Machinima? It's like, Ugh. we don't work for Machinima. It's like, but you make, you make videos for Machinima? It's like, I can't explain this anymore. It's like eight <laughs> years of that. It's like, I just can't explain this. Yeah. And to the point where we had a running joke where we refused to call our stuff Machinima, and Gus, you remember what we called it? Render vision. Render vision. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we called the technology. But uh, doesn't anyway. make sense. Render vision because it's already. It's like oh, yeah. live render. But Machinima totally makes sense. That's a fucking, that's a very descriptive <laughs> term, right, Gavo? So, but their their response to this, they looked pissed. And the, like the the wording, it seemed they like the wording, the wording, the wording was genuine, but their tone was as if they're like mad. Well, it was like, which one, which one is this? The, the, the update video. Their update video, video. was just like, it was no, update, period. He's like, you the, don't understand this. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I have another opinion about that too, and I, I agree with that, but. But let's go. Let's go through the first thing. Let's just stick with the topic here, and because I, I want to hear Gus's, I want to have an example. I asked Gus to think about this uh, before we got on the podcast. The second mistake I think they made was they were pitching this new thing that they were doing to take their React brand and the React shows, and they were going to bring them out all over the world. And basically, let's call it what it is: they were trying to do a UGC play with That's their business. Exactly. What they were it was. trying to make something where the users generate content. You see this in all forms of media, including video games, where they build in a system where the users can create content, and that bolsters the brand. And sometimes, in the case of like Valve and other places, they actually will charge and make money off of that. The Fine Brothers were, according to what I remember from their video, they were going to charge those people a licensing fee to license the brand that comes with assets. It's just like a franchising deal. You know right. what I mean? They would get like main promotion. Uh, yeah. In, in, yeah. Their, in their update video, they describe it that way. They use the Burger King example. Now and they would monetize a, it and they would be able to split the money. That is a hard enough announcement on its own because you got to get people to buy into the fact that it's worth money and that you're There's making value. money now from yes. your... I mean, you always make money from an audience because you, you basically... What's the old saying? If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Right. Like, you sell advertising against people's views and stuff like that. But you're trying to convince people that you're going to make content, which is going to produce money for us, but it's going to be a bigger benefit for you. That's a hard enough sell. Then all of a sudden, they shifted into this discussion where they started talking about legal terms like trademark, and now you can do it legally, and you can license our stuff legally, and it's like, I understand why the Fine Brothers would see that as a problem, because they have a hugely popular brand that is often 
uh, mimicked, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a huge problem for them. But nobody else recognizes that problem. They're trying to solve a also, problem for people that they don't have. Everyone acknowledges that they did not invent this format, <clears throat> and I think they would acknowledge that. Right, but it's like so that it doesn't make sense to me that they would try uh, that they would throw this out from a legal perspective and say we're going to trademark it and let you license it. Like, well. You didn't come up with it. <laughs> How are you the one to trademark it? I, I, we had a funny discussion before the podcast where we were talking about, like, we were comparing it to going on a first date and being, like, talking to the girl and be like, listen, my herpes are gone. You know, I'm not going to murder you on the first date. You know, that, like that, that kind of thing. Because they're, 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 they're putting out the solution to a problem that no one else. Yeah, that she didn't raise. Really no one's raising these questions. Right. Yeah. So how far down will the sub count go? Do you think? Check your phone. It's been going down. I think they lost 300,000 subscribers in the it's last ins- two days. I've, I don't have ever seen that. Just so in the podcast across, alone. Across multiple They've channels. They've lost 20,000 since 7 o'clock, I'm being told in my since ear. 7 o'clock. So that's been, from now, about an, almost two hours. But yeah, it's been. That's, that's a clear like demonstration <laughs> that people are angry about this, and the sub counts are going down, and people are unsubscribing. I'm curious now, at this point, if it's going down this fast on Monday night is when we're recording this, who's just now finding out about this that also happened to be subscribed to the Fine Brothers channel is now mad enough... But didn't find out about it over the weekend. Like, who are these people that are continuing to unsubscribe? I think people are also just doing it to go along. To take the piss. It's probably yeah. it's the elders they're reacting. Do you I know? I would like to see. You know what? No, you know what? Nobody is doing, which I would TM. find really funny. I would like to see someone map the views against the Fine Brothers videos since this whole thing started. Yeah. Because honestly, at the end of the day, subs is a metric that people quote a lot. It doesn't have really any value. It just no, translates no. to the actual thing that has value, which is views. And I guarantee the Fine Brothers views have gone way up because there are a lot of people. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are watching Fine Brothers videos right those, now that didn't care. Those videos have like ninety-five percent dislikes. Their apology video so got many three views. and a half million views in like forty-eight hours. Uh, update video. The, uh, sorry, update video. Not, not apology video. Update period video. The, the you don't understand video. I, we would kill for a video that got three and a half million views in 48 hours. Should be controversial. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, you guys know Andrew Blanchard? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was not subscribed to the Fine Brothers, but he subscribed and unsubscribed just so he could see his counter on the <laughs> That's so stupid. Cool. He just wanted to be part of it. Ooh. Oh, wow. Almost million. four million. That is the most dislikes. I've ever seen in my life. So as with everything... 3.8 million views. As with everything, the Mega64 guys made the best <laughs> uh, response to that. You know what? They really did. And like, I think everybody's response since then has been like very visceral. And like they've taken like little bits... One thing that happens is when this, ha- when this thing takes place is the internet mob plays like this really horrific version of this is your life. Like they're digging up videos that the Fine Brothers made... I mean, probably like 10 or 15 years ago with like one of them, you know, jerking off at a computer and like every time there was one thing they did, which uh, I really don't like, which is they uh, at one point called out the Internet mob to go after the Ellen DeGeneres show for having kids react to a phone uh, on the show. And they, they like there's a post. If you believe the post, it's a deleted post. And someone is saying that this was uh, like they archived it and they found it. But it was a post on the Facebook page, I guess, of the Fine Brothers Entertainment <clears throat> where they were asking them to go after the Ellen DeGeneres show and, like, bomb their co- their comments section saying that they had ripped off uh, Kids oh, React really? from them. And it's like, if you do that, if you, like, try to use the internet as your personal army, uh, that is going to come back to fucking haunt you at some point. Because that's exactly, I think, what's going on right now. It's like, it's, it's just circling back around. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's a little bit, it's a, in that regard, it's a little bit of karma, you know. But it is uh, the same sense, though, too. I hate playing devil's advocate, but it's also really frustrating when 
if you're sitting there and you have a very popular format online, all of a sudden Ellen DeGeneres show does something that like seems a lot like your thing and does it out of the clear blue sky. Like I've never heard of Ellen DeGeneres sitting down with kids. Well, we, and, you guys had that with Immersion, didn't you? A couple times? With what? Like other shows pretty much copying the format exactly. Well, here's the thing too, is that I think that, you know, for us, and I, the, the last thing I want to do, because this is such an emotional issue, I'm very reluctant to talk about stuff that we do because then I don't want people like lumping like the stuff that we do in with, with this, you know, this issue that's going on right now. But I think we've always been very good about acknowledging when we have shows that are derivative. And mm-hmm. I consider Immersion to be one of our more inspired by shows. Like, we've always said it's one part Mythbusters, one part Jackass. That's the way we describe it. It's inspired by, you know, these science shows that are on the air where they test things, you know. It's not, I don't think we came up with that format on our own. We just specifically applied it to testing of video games. Likewise, with Machinima, when we started doing this, I tried to go out and find something that was like what I had in mind of using a video game to make a movie. I couldn't fucking find anything. I didn't I couldn't find any videos that were like this. The closest thing I could find to what Reverse Blue was going to be was Randall Glass's The Warthog Jump. Right. That was that, a huge inspiration for us early on. Yeah, that was but it was like a tri- but that was a tricks video essentially, mm-hmm. but it was a really well edited tricks video that seemed to almost tell a story of a guy trying to flip this warthog on the silent cartographer map in Halo. I was blown away by that shot with the rocket. Still to this day, mm-hmm. like it, the warhog's in the air, he like predicts, "I'll shoot the rocket there," and he fires it, and like two seconds later, it hits directly on the warhog. It's and insane. We showed it's the one trailer. Of the coolest things we've ever seen. We showed the trailer for Red vs. Blue at RTX Australia, and that was actually I had to kind of like oh, yeah. demonstrate to Gus and Jeff what I was talking about by putting dialogue in. So the whole purpose of the trailer was to have that little shot at the end where Griffin Simmons talk about wasting two minutes of their life watching yeah. the trailer. And uh, so anyway, when we did that. All of a sudden, then we were we were contacted. And we were told that the, what we were doing is like some people have done with with Doom and Quake, and it was called Machinima. But then, as Red versus Blue became <coughs> all of a sudden very very popular, very quickly in season one, it just exploded. And then what happened was all of a sudden, a year and a half into Halo's life cycle, all of a sudden everybody was were making videos, shooting them and their friends doing dialogue in Halo, and it was called Machinima. Oh, I'm making a Halo Machinima. It's like nobody. Nobody made these and, videos before we did it. Nobody did. And, and 90% of the time, it was X versus Y. Yeah, the whatever. Or, and then we would hear how their series was better than ours, but it was totally different because <laughs> it was on Sidewinder. But we never did anything about that. Like, I never would have thought, like, I never at any point in time would have thought that we have the right to take that down or to, I was actually encouraged by somebody, believe it or not, to apply for a patent because huh. this was a technique of animation. And somebody told me that, this could be patentable to use 3D engines to make real-time animation and that I should patent our process. And a patent is way more overreaching than a trademark or a copyright. That's like you just sit back for a couple of years and then sue the shit out of a bunch of people. <laughs> but I never, we never did anything like that. We never, we never like, I never had this idea that we could, that we should trademark this and prevent other people from doing it. To us, it was like we're participating in this like remix culture. And that this is part of like what goes along with that is that, you know, and we've always said to this day that we will make red versus blue as long as people want to watch it and, and B, Microsoft wants us to make it. Because yeah. the fact that we based it on Halo doesn't change as we become more successful. That does, the, those origins don't suddenly, uh, you know, metamorphosize themselves, you know, to something else. It's like you, the origin is still the same of the thing. So anyway. did that piss you off back in the day with uh – like Codex and Salmon versus Teal and Fire Team Charlie, Fire Team Charlie and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you know, from I, I would have never said so at the time, but yeah, looking back, I can tell you, I honestly was like, why don't you guys go do your own thing? I mean, the thing I used to always wonder is like, why were they using Halo? It was like one of the hardest engines to do machinima in, 
there was the Half Life Two engine was on the market. That was way better for making machinima. I think they had well, the lip sync tools and, yeah. and everything. They had the that. hammer tool and everything. Was a big factor was that right around that time that you started doing it, capturing from an Xbox became a lot easier, and it was very. Uh, I was like, going to ask no. just out of curiosity, how do, how did you guys capture like season one of Red versus Blue? I had a SD capture card. They had capture cards. But like right around that time, like within two years, the price of those things were like affordable to fans. It was still pretty pricey. I think the capture card used at the time was that Canopus Rex. Canopus DV Rex. It was a $1,500 capture card. I I I recorded standard def. ISA interface, I think, on the motherboard? Oh, yeah. I believe it was ISA on the motherboard. Well, Randall Glass made Warhawk Jump with a VHS. VCR recorder. Yeah. I was going to say when I was little, I was inspired by you guys. I made a Max Payne video. And I remember I hooked in, I don't know how I did it, long story short, my PlayStation was plugged into a Canon camera, and I was playing the game on the mini oh. display. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's how I captured my stuff. But yeah, you were recording, and that was a viewfinder, and that was your source. Yeah. yeah. I'll also say, too, from, a, from probably from a business standpoint, that was probably a bad decision. Like, you know, because then another company came along, a group of investors, they bought Machinima.com from Hugh Hancock, the guy who made up the term Machinima. They bought the website from him and then created the company Machinima, you know, that we all know now, registered trademark. And for years, for years, there was brand confusion. And I, th- I think some of it, you know, was not exactly accidental. I mean, we, we would go to their website and on the front page... It had a red versus blue icon saying number one series on it. And it was like, why do you have our fucking web series on your website with number one series? It's like, well, you're the number one Machinima series. Little M. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's what people are. I've seen a couple of comments on Twitter about that saying that back in the day, that's how they watched the first couple seasons of Matt, uh, red versus blue. Machinima yeah. as a. Despite the fact that we had the intro slate and the outro slate with our domain. Some people would edit that out. Some people would, but that's, there were, that's totally a different issue. Yeah, as was, a medium, though, Machinima was very artsy back then and it's cr- terrible like early machinima sucks like red versus blue was the first funny machinima and i think actually was we, the only funny machinima that ever existed we went to a lot of festivals with uh <laughs> many of these other that one with artistic, the apple uh, well, the many of these other that. artistic uh machinima pieces and i had, still love that song though that we had <laughs> we had nicknames for all of them uh, <laughs> robot picks apple that was robot picks apple or that was in the waiting line in the waiting line and the, the Quake one was just text. It was a music video. Was it RVBTO where Quake people made their own text. machinimas? The, the story was in text. There was no and dialogue. And you guys had to judge oh, yeah. them? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, we did a lot of machinima stuff over the years. Little sure. Remember that one prick that would do news updates? I think it was like the Dead Pixel or something. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I think that was actually one of the first machinima pieces ever. And it was talking like about? a save file. It was like a instruct the game to play in a save file. Right, way. that was a WAD file. And I, that was a diary of a camper. Which I think it. is actually credited as being the first Machinima piece ever created. Who made that one? Uh, it was just like a group of guys in a Quake clan, and they wanted to <laughs> tell a story, and that's how you distributed it back then. It was a, like a WAD file that the game engine would interpret the data and then play it back in the game. So there was no like video viewer yeah. to watch it. it would you had to own Quake <coughs> and then load the mm-hmm. WAD file into Quake. It was the, and equi- play it back. the equivalent of like a save film from Halo. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Knew Halo and you to had play to have it. it to watch it. You had yeah. to, you couldn't watch it. But back then ago. you couldn't watch. Video in a web browser, so what? it didn't matter anyway. Hey, you read yeah, this really right. funny one, the portal, the little turret. Oh, this oh is the, the, the oh, is day that, in the life of turret is yeah. one of my favorite ones ever. Yeah, hey, this, this is funny. Diary of a Camper. This is it. So oh. I think there's there's no dialogue, but no, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, all it's all it's told the chat. via chat. Yeah. So huh. that's the first that's the first ever uh, machinima with little M. Yeah. So but like let. like people were doing all sorts of stuff like, you know, this Spartan Life was another one which I loved that and I love the guy who made it, but at the same time I was like. 
you know, it'd be great. A different, <laughs> just a different game. But when you use somebody else's <laughs> like world to shoot your show, that comes along with it. I mean, that's that's also part of the benefit, I, I assume, of why they like the fact that we're doing it because it, it became a whole new way to play with Halo. Mm-hmm. You could let them make make skits and hang out with your friends and make creative projects. So it's like that comes with the territory, yeah. you know. And it's it, so anyway. So go ahead. Yeah. Are you going to read something? Yeah, I'm going to read something, and I'm going to pass this out. We got various yeah. here, so I'll pass this. Barbara was eyeing them, so I had to give them to her. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. Valentine's Day is next week. Finding the right gift can be tricky. You want to give something unique that she'll love? Sending Sherry's Berries is a guaranteed way to hit the mark. Surprise her by sending berries to her office or work. When her coworkers ooh and ah over her gift, she'll be overjoyed and you'll be a hero. No gift wrap needed. They arrive perfectly packaged in a gift box. Freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99. That's over a 40% savings. And if you really want hero status, you can double the berries for just $10. Just go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in code TEETH. It's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal. Juicy, huge, freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99, or double the berries for just $10 more. Visit berries.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner, type in TEETH, go to berries.com, click on the microphone, enter code TEETH, order today. Valentine's Day is coming up very soon. You saw how happy Barbara was to see the. I got some the bill on there. Are you gonna share those? No, they're no, not. No, Blake, oh, they have Sherry's got berries. Them. <laughs> 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 I, was gonna, I was gonna say they're not Sherry's <laughs> berries, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amateur hour over here. Sherry's berries. My head hurts now. I legitimately choked and lost oxygen. Are we talking about this too much? Do you want to keep talking about this? Uh, we can move on. I, I feel so, like we've already moved off the topic, but well, in that I was just saying, in that sense of like knowing that we dealt with that, I can see how somebody who has a successful format, they see other people starting to uh, mimic it, and they feel like we're in jeopardy of losing this thing because that was the other thing about Mega Machinima is one of the things that made it appealing was that anybody could do it, but because of the fact that anybody could do it, everybody did it. You know what I mean? So suddenly it was like. We, we saw this big flood of and things. And they copied and it, the most popular example. Yeah, and, and it made our thing, like, I felt, well, I was at the time, I was a little worried that our thing was going to get drowned out and people weren't going to be able to tell the difference between our thing and the other thing. Which is, those are the exact discussions that lead to people wanting to do trademarks and stuff like that, to differentiate themselves. And the trademark system is, it's genuinely fucked up anyway. Like, <clears throat> um, there was just a thing that went down with Sony and the Let's Play thing, which we, we, we talked about before. Um... UPS as a company has a trademark on the color brown. Really? Uh huh. As associated with shipping. What can I do for you? Yeah. The, no, not even the but, word. The color. They have the, they have All the boxes brown? are brown. They have a they have a trademark on the the color brown. Like that specific color, like the, the number, the <laughs> five digit number. I, you know what? I don't even think I don't know if trademarks Most are like boxes. that easy to like that specific, and that's where the weird things come out hmm. because because of that, you know. Um, and so, you know, and I think if I think if. The Fines had named their show somewhere early on, had named it something else that wasn't as generic. Uh, they would be have a better chance mm-hmm. of trademarking it because it wouldn't tra- it wouldn't sound like they're trying to trademark uh, people reacting to things or mm-hmm. like reaction videos as a genre, you know. But the problem is they named their things sounding very similar to what the genre is. We should know? talk about Mega Sixty Four's video though. No, but Mega Sixty Four I thought had the best, the probably the best commentary on it. And then you guys know Boogie who makes videos online? Yep. Yeah, he had a great, like, like very objective trying to see both sides of it, you know, kind of a thing. Because it's like trying to work through it. Not everyone tries to do that online. Do you think if a channel goes below a threshold that YouTube revoke the play button? 
Like, will they, will they, will they lose like if that? you hit a million subscribers, you get the gold button. And like then someone you get, from like, YouTube just shows up and takes it back. YouTube be, police. We might we might find out. Um, God, I hope it doesn't go that low. Below ten million. Yeah, that would be a that would be crazy. Loss. That's a huge uh, a huge amount. That's probably like a f they were almost at fifteen million, I think. Were they really? Yeah, they were at fourteen point five, I think. Yeah. One of the comments I saw was, "Hey guys, congrats on." 13 million, been subscribed since 14 million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's brutal. brutal. Yeah, that's that's really brutal. fucking brutal. But listen, and I, I will say this too, it's like, this gets into the other issue too, which is like, I've never been a fan of internet mobs in, in any way whatsoever. No, it's, it's too easy and she. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, it's just like that feeling of piling on. And then it got to the point of, okay, you know, you don't like their business practice. I thought the Mega 64 thing was a, was a very straightforward critique of it because they critique like the whole message of, hey, we're doing this thing that's going to make us a bunch of money, but it's for you, the community and stuff like that. Totally legitimate criticism. But then I see like posts on Reddit that have like 3000 upvotes and it's a comparison of one guy's face to like Steve Buscemi and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, what are we, what are we doing at this point? Like what, what is taking place right now? Yeah. And everyone's super happy about it. And even the thing, the gleeful thing of like posting <clears throat> the sub count going down, it's like, it's like, what is the, what's going on here? Like what, what's the objective here? Is it, is it, are we not even hiding the fact that we're like out to destroy someone? We're not trying to change a business practice, but we're trying to actively destroy so like these, somebody. Are these people like actively, the people unsubbing, do they want them to go out of business? Here's the funny like, thing. These are like actual people. Here's the funny thing about the unsubbing too. What unsubbing says what? It's indication they've lost so many subs. It's indication that it's like a, these it's are people who were interested in the Fine Brothers, and by unsubbing, they're showing they no longer have an interest in the Fine Brothers and their products. When actually, these are the people who are most interested in the Fine Brothers right <clears> now. <throat> these are the people who are actually most engaged. It's like the Howard Stern effect. They're most engaged with what the Fine Brothers are. You're probably watching the videos more yeah, than anybody else. Yeah, these are the people else. who watched the yep. update video and gave it 3.7 million views in 40 Give me hours. The, yeah, that's, that'd be great to get that. So I just think, I think just like, but people have to have a way to demonstrate their clear rage over this, that this idea that, um, you know, they're taking, the other thing is they're taking down videos and things like that. <coughs> and then they show the Ellen DeGeneres thing and all these things come out and it just, it, it looks really, really, you know, looks bad, you know, across the board. And then nobody believed the apology video. Or the update video. The update me. video. Sorry. Which gets, probably, which gets into another thing. Fucking Sony, a few weeks ago, tried to register Let's Play. The Fine Brothers at least contribute to the reaction uh, genre. And they are the best example or the highest, pop, most popular example of reaction videos. Sony tried to trademark Let's Play. They've never done anything. <coughs> they've had no... They make the, the games that people use for Let's Play. They make some of the games, yeah, but they've never produced Let's Play content. They've yeah, never but was Let's Play ever a trademark that they had? I mean, uh, no, a, they were. A, like a tagline or something? No, no. I think, they, I think well, a company decided Sony probably registered before they launch it. Didn't Coke have it. that as a... No, Coke, uh, Dr. Pepper has Dr. the Let'sPlay.com. Okay, that's what I Sony didn't have anything. Uh... They didn't, they didn't have no thing anyway, but it, and everyone agreed or everyone felt that the same thing as what the fines are doing with the word react. Why is Sony trying to co-opt this term let's play and get a trademark on it? <laughs> like you're in Hamlet. <laughs> but uh, but the, the thing that really frustrates me about this is that Sony, Sony's response or Sony's strategy to everyone getting upset about let's play trademarking, Sony didn't say a fucking word. And we were even talking about that in our no update. It's like, we don't know what Sony wants to do with this Let's Play trademark. All we can do is speculate because Sony is not making any clarifying statements at all. And what happened? Outrage just disappeared. What it if, went away. Whatever happened? The Fine Brothers made a response 
and that just blew it up. It must have like, been a big decision too. I bet. I bet Benny was like, "Let's do it. Let's make this video." I just think it reinforces the idea that when people get outraged on the internet, you just shouldn't say anything. They also you sh- gave an email to people if they want to have questions to email them, and they'll personally answer. What do you think that email is full of? It's oh. people like with death threats and probably sending them pictures of like dead babies and shit. Better in an email box than in the YouTube comments. Christ, right? I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just wonder if they even look at it. Whatever. But I just so I I don't like the idea that we would reinforce a strategy that when someone is doing something and there is an actual public outrage about it, I don't like reinforcing the strategy of just like zero response. Like they don't have to be like Sony didn't have to make any clarifying statements. No, I, nobody, nobody put up a counter that showed people unsubscribing from the PlayStation Network because Sony tried to co-opt the Let's Play turn. You know, the, the Let's Play. Yeah. Uh, um, well, there's also trademark. no centralized place to watch that. It's a, but, li- it's a little. But you, you know what I'm saying? There was nobody who I'm saying nobody who unsubscribed. From nobody who tried to start like an, an uprising. Right, right. It just it just. Blew I think over. also by the time people found out about that, wasn't the trademark denied? <clears throat> it was denied. It was it, yeah, it was denied. But still, it's like they still tried to do it as well. Do you think the Fine Brothers put that in before the Sony one came out? And at the time, oh, I think they've had. I think they've had the Kids React trademark in place for a long time. I think oh, really? from what I read, they applied for it in July. Wow. Of 2015. So, yeah, think, it'd have been, so it'd when been the Sony like thing months. came out, do you think they were like, uh-oh? No, obviously not, because <laughs> they went ahead with this thing anyway. Do you think Mighty Fine Burger's business has been affected in light of recent events? That was a dumb question. Uh, whatever what? happened with the Candy I'm Crush? I'm looking at you because that's so stupid. Right, no, stupid. Candy, candy Crush. you got to own it. You can say ridiculous, dumb stuff. Nobody but laughs. Own it. And then we so react. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you fuck. literally gave us no time to laugh. Whatever happened to Candy Crush? I still play it. No, 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 no! Like, didn't they try to? They try to license like, or you know, the word candy. candy. Yeah. Yeah. And saga. Yeah. What happened there? I think they got it. Really? Yeah. And I think. Shit. Yeah, and I, and I know there were some issues with uh, the banner saga, which was another game. But I believe that like they worked out. Oh, your use of the word saga is different than. That's our so use. dumb. So, Gus, do it for me. What? You're launching React World. You do the pitch. This is easy. This is real easy. Okay. We're gonna make a portal. We're going to help you make React videos. Here's access to assets, and we're going to help promote your videos. You just have to put them into this portal. That's it. That's it. And then everything else that you would, that was said in that video would just be in a user licensing agreement, just like anything else on the planet. It's right? still confusing though, because when they did their update video, they mentioned that they're only talking about their React format, not just reaction videos in general. When you explained it just now, it sounded like reaction videos in it's, general. He, but he said React videos, like that is not, that's that's where not, it becomes confusing. It didn't for, sound like you were saying it in all capitals though. Oh, react. okay. So you got to reinforce the all capitals, right? You at least have your eyebrows go up when you say it. React. Yeah. There you go. That sounded like it was more in caps. <laughs> like, if they had named the series... Fine Brothers React? No, no, no. not even React. If they had named the series, like... Mighty Fine Burgers and Fries? Jaw Time. I don't know what else. Jaw Time. Jaw Time. Okay, and they, and then they said, we, make, we have the Jaw Time series. Kids Jaw Time about old phones. Elders Jaw Time about StarCraft. That's just something like blowjobs. Is that an actual term? I just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just coming up with something. Uh, like, Jaw Time. Yeah. you know. And then they say, you can make Jaw Time videos. Nobody would have a reaction to them trademarking Jaw Time. Like, nobody. But the fact that they used the generic term, because <clears throat> if you go back to the origin, they were, they were using a format that existed, so they named the show after the format. That's, it's, it, that's a problem you can't ever get away from, because that's a branding issue that took place years and years ago. And so they can say React, and when they say React it, to the Fine Brothers, that means something very specific. You know, that is a look and feel, that's a set of assets, that's a format for the show, it's people looking, you know, I'm just going to 
based on what I've seen in the videos, it's people looking at a piece of content, talking about it, and then a producer asking them questions in a specific way, and then cutting in between those people as they all answer the questions or whatever. How do you think it will affect YouTubers going on the show again? What's that? Like, you and I have both been on it. I've been on, you know, my my son son Teddy's been on uh, Kids React, too. Michael's on it. Yep. Michael's on it, too. I wonder what that's going to mean for the YouTubers React. It's, it's, Gavin, to try to predict that at this point in time is who knows. You know what I mean? It's, it's... I think you know, a lot of people have personal relationships with them, and they'll. I think I, I think they'll be fine. They'll continue to. I had a lovely time when I was on it. To, oh, that uh, was super nice. Show. Super nice to me. They're nice guys yeah. for sure. You, I mean, you absolutely never know. Would I go on it tomorrow? Probably not. Probably not. But you know, like a year from now, if nobody, if people have calmed down, or you know, things are things are clarified a little bit better. When everything is fine. Yeah, when everything's fine. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Hey, you know, based on what I've said today, I might not, never be asked again, and I can understand that. That cancels out your mighty fine joke. You are net even yeah. for this podcast. Um, hey, if they want me to do one tomorrow, I'll go do it. Would you really? Just, just saying. <laughs> okay. Gus just wants to be on the show. Thirteen million people, huh? <laughs> well, maybe twelve. All eyes on the channel. <laughs> I'll get in front of twelve million people. I don't care. I just, I just need a platform to talk. They, um, they would never be able to lose their audience, though. Like it's too many or inactive accounts or what? Like it would, ne- it would under no circumstances ever would it go down to zero. They did, they did acknowledge that I think in the update video because at the end of it says, and if you're just a viewer who has no idea what we're talking about, then sorry, thanks for sticking with us. I think is what they said at the end of it. It's like that does. I mean, in in a way, in the case their audience is that big that uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, Reddit. Well, a lot of kids watch it. Reddit is the internet to a lot of people, but Reddit's not the whole internet. Nope. And this this is very specifically, it seems, confined to the front page of Reddit and the art videos yeah. subreddit. But it's, man, it's it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. CP Gray made a video against it. That guy is like, he's one of my favorite YouTube creators. And uh, he always seems like very measured. He's brutal, brutal. He, you'd like him, Gus. If you haven't seen him, he's like XKCD, but for... YouTube. Okay, essentially. I think, I, I'm like, familiar very with him, but cerebral. I haven't, I haven't seen it. To... You should watch his. Uh, you should watch his video uh, about the explanation of how <clears throat> the rings in Lord of the Rings were made and distributed. Oh, I have seen that. That's, That's that a guy. Fucking amazing video. Guy's amazing. One of my favorite videos of all time. Yeah. Oh, where he explains like all the races. Yeah, and, and stuff. like where the rings come from and why it matters. It made and... me want to watch Lord of the Rings. So good. Yeah. So good. All right. <coughs> well, it's so time fine. to wrap. Are we wrapping up? We. I guess we can't talk about RTX Australia. Yeah, we'll talk about sure it in the post show. Okay, might. <laughs> so, if you're not a sponsor, we had RTX Australia. <laughs> oh. can, we, can we say that the the post show doesn't go live? Like, I feel like every week people are like it's not working. for it's me. It's not live. We You'll never, we never later. do it live. It gets uploaded, I believe, on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Yes. Thumbs up from also, sponsors, we're going to be showing pictures of Aaron's car, what me and Lynn did in the post show. Not now. Don't do it now. What and we should show that picture of John Reisinger that we, for some reason, never showed. Yeah, it's it up, then we got distracted. Oh, I can also shit talk John why don't Reisinger. We, why don't we roll the credits over the picture of John Reisinger? Oh, yeah, I don't can think that's enough that? warning for them. No, they're shaking their head Aww. no. All right, well, uh, <laughs> it's time to wrap up. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. You know, we can <laughs> the picture. And hold it.